702 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533-ish or so. That's Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hey, by the way, you're going to start uh, listening to the show on the podcast today. You should be aware, but it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back uh, for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. It's going to be partly cloudy today in a high of 56. Tonight, more partly cloudiness with a low of 38 and cloudy on Saturday and Sunday. About 31 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hell of a show today. We are going to try to squeeze in a line of open line Fridays. And then also, talking to a UMass basketball legend, Marcus Camby, who is doing stuff with White Lion Brewing. I'll tell you all the details about that later on. I swear to you. And looks like we'll have some more Iron Maiden tickets to give away today. There's that and more. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, this isn't the most shocking news you're going to hear today. Uh, The cast of Friends was destroyed by Matthew Perry's death. James Burroughs directed 15 episodes of the show, including the pilot. He reached out to the uh, girls, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, and Lisa Kudrow, after the news broke. He says, quote, He was part of a family, and he was the first one to not be part of that family anymore. They were destroyed. It's like a brother dying. Hmm. On a related note, Athena Crosby, one of the last people to see Matthew alive, says Matthew wanted to make a movie about his life, and he had an actor in mind to play the lead. He said that he wanted Zac Efron to play him as a younger version of himself and that he was going to ask him soon to do that because he was in that movie with him. Zach Efron, it was like one of those Freaky Friday movies where the, the the dad becomes the kid and the kid becomes the dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a little uh, switcheroo kind of thing. What was that other, what was the one with uh, Freaky Friday? Freaky Friday and then uh, Freaky was, Friday Part 2. Yeah, but what was the one with the, wasn't it the, oh, that was a Twin Kids. Um, right. What was her name? Haley, uh, Haley, uh, um, the Comet. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. There was a. There was a. a they, she used to be play twins in a movie, but it was, there were all these Disney movies. They were old. Oh yeah, I know. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I don't know. Like the Parent Trap or yes. something like that. That's you know correct. What I'm talking about I, now, Haley Mills. By Haley the way. Mills. Yeah, I was. That was like right on the end of my tongue, Steve. I was about to say it, and then you, you blurted it out. Yeah, right at the end of your tongue. That was ah. it. Right there. Uh, some of you may recall. Uh, Zach and him worked together on the 2009 comedy 17 again. Uh, but he had nothing to do with like uh, like High School Musical 1, 2, or 3. No. It's too bad because that's... Uh, those are the best years those of Those are the best Zach- of Zac Efron's career. How could you deny that? How could anybody deny that? We're all in this together, Steve. The High School Musical. Uh, let's see. Uh, the biggest celebrity splits of 2023. We're in the home stretch now. We're almost to the end of the year. It's time to start looking back on the year that was, two uh, months before it ends. Who tops the list? Tom Brady and Irina Shayek. Yeah. I, that was a big break. That, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that one. Marin Morris and Ryan Hurd. I didn't even know they were dating. Joshua Jackson and Jody Turner-Smith. You and know, you, you're giving me three uh, relationships here that I didn't even realize were th- actually things. I don't. I didn't know any of the... Uh, Bijou Phillips and convicted rapist Danny Masterson. Oh, that doesn't even count. Yeah, he, you can't even count that as a breakup. 
That's just a that's an end to a marriage. Yeah, that's, that's that's all that is. That's a punctuation mark right there. Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furnace. Furnace. I'll be checking the furnace all yeah, day. I know. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Britney Spears and Sam Ashgari. Sophia Bush and Grant Hughes. Tina Knowles and Richard Lawson. Are there any celebrities in that list there? They're all celebrities here. Teen, uh, so- Sophia Vergara and Joe Mengiela. I don't even know how to say his name. Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez. Avril Lavigne and Tyga. Really? Yeah. Camila Cabello and Sean Mendes. For the second time, by the way. I'm still barely getting over the first. I know. Jimmy Allen White and Addison Timlin. And uh, Kevin, Cost- Kevin Costner and Christine Bumgartner. Bumgartner. Somebody on the list I heard of. Bumgartner. Bumgartner. Uh, oh, well, no. Reese Witherspoon and Jim Todd. I didn't know she's single again. Reese Witherspoon? Hey, you're single, too. Now's my chance. I don't know, Steve. Uh, Maybe yeah. I have to wait in line for that one. Yeah, you never know. Uh, you know I think I might bump myself up to the line with this uh, Peloton bot I'm working on. <laughs> You think you think you think that would impress Reese Witherspoon? You think that would be a flex for a girl like her? Completely. Yeah. I don't know how she could keep her hands off you. <laughs> I have no idea. People are saying the new Beatles song "Now and Then." Have you heard it? Uh, a little bit of it. Saw like a, a, a little film about it uh, yesterday. Does Pretty it, cool. Does it sound like uh, Oasis a little bit? Uh no, because I would say Oasis tried very hard to sound like the Beatles instead. Well, yes, but now you're talking about some computer-generated like restoration that well, has come to I it mean, that they turned it into. It's not AI; it's just you know vocal separation from the other parts of a demo tape. I got you. Mariah Carey has a new Christmas shirt for sale. It has a picture of Mariah on it that says, "It's time." She's also selling a book called "The Christmas Princess." Ugh, it's. It's November 3rd. I know, but it's uh, about that time. Yeah, well, we need like two more weeks until at least we get to Thanksgiving, and then you can start the Christmas spirit. You know, uh, one of my guiltiest pleasures in life, Steve, is I actually really love that Mariah Carey Christmas song. I know you do. I really, truly do. I'm sure you do. And there's lots of people that love it. But I, you don't I, have to love it right now. Not, not now, but when I say I love it, I adore it. Uh, Dolly Parton told The Hollywood Reporter that she's been asked several times to headline the Super Bowl halftime show, but she says no because her concerts are not big productions. But that might change with her upcoming Rockstar album. She could do a production show around that. She's had a couple of big productions over the years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two of them. Two of them, to be exact. Two that I'm aware of. And uh, they're still holding strong to this day. It was 9 to 5. And, and I think that's one. pretty much it. Nine to five, and uh, what was she? Wasn't she a nanny? Get your gun. She might have been. Yeah. Oh no, that was uh, Bonnie. The biggest B- little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, she there was you in go. that. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, what's her name? Uh, Madeline Kahn. No, not Madeline Kahn. Who was in uh, Annie Get Your Gun? You don't even know if I ever saw the movie Annie Get Your Gun. I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the Broadway show. Maybe. I know Bernadette Peters was uh, Annie Get Your Gun on Broadway. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No. What is she alive still? I believe she is. Ah, I have no reason to believe that Bernadette well, Peters is no longer with us. Bernadette Peters. Uh, let's see, Bernadette Peters. She is. Uh, yeah, she's still alive. She's like seventy something years old. How about that? Oh, how about that? See, we found out something new today. We found out somebody was still alive. <laughs>
Kim Kardashian fans were uh, freaked out recently over Kim, a video of Kim's daughter, North, eating a raw, unpeeled onion. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I eat something wrong was when Ray J blew face bubbles in the fish mitten in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but we once played a weekend full of games and movies. Started off with poop shoots and bladders. <laughs> then we moved on to the hungry, hungry vagipotamus. <laughs> what are you trying to say? And finally, we played uh, stink pink and tonsils. And then it was movie time. <laughs> we watched the old family classic, Harry Sloppin'. <laughs> By the end of that weekend, the house smelled like a garbage can in a cat food factory. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. And that is your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Now, ah! oh, Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, you know me. I'm a numbers guy. I got numbers running through my head all the time. For example, there's 17 days left to go before the Mayflower Marathon. Carl Yastrzemski was number eight. I know that Jenny's number is 8675309. I got 2,872 days before retirement, and don't get me started on what I think about the number 69 or whether number one is the loneliest number, because otherwise, we'd be here all day. Today, I'd like to talk to you about a different numerical var variable, and that, my friends, is the number 27. What does that have to do with anything? Well, the number 27 represents the percentage of people who chose to ignore the World Series this year as opposed to the one that was played last year by two different teams. I don't know if you're aware of this, but on Wednesday night, the Texas Rangers won their first World Series championship in franchise history by beating the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. According to the latest numbers, the World Series averaged 9.1 million viewers. Last year, the Houston Philadelphia World Series watched by 11.7 million people. That represents a 27% drop in audience, making this World Series the least watched series in history. So, over the last couple of hours, I tried to think of ways to dramatically improve these numbers. I mean, losing 27% of your audience from one year to the next is a significant decline. And when it comes to professional broadcasting, believe you me, that is not the direction you want to take. So what can be done? Well, here's what I would suggest. Currently, there are 925 active players in Major League Baseball, with at least 26 players on each Major League roster. Considering a quick account of all the potential variables and probabilities, I believe that baseball's declining numbers can be easily rectified by following some simple steps taken by the NFL. Really quite simple. All you need to do is have somebody in Major League Baseball, preferably on a team with great winning potential, date Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know, she's already involved, but you know that ain't gonna last. But introduce her to somebody with a low ERA and a split finger fastball, and you're gonna forget all about losing 27% of your audience during the World Series, because Tay-Tay brings the juice no matter where she goes, and baseball needs the help. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're not really neglecting your chainsaw, are you? If you are, you gotta go see Elliot at the, Elliot, uh, the Island Pond Rockies. Elliot is a steel train technician. He'll take care of your steel chainsaw, your steel blower, no matter what you got. See Elliot. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock one. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcott Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Man, a hell of a show today. We got uh, former UMass sensation Marcus Camby, seven, uh, 17 years in the NBA. Yeah. He's uh, doing stuff with uh, with White Lion, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Also, uh, Open Line Friday. Yes. Wouldn't be surprised we get around to that today, too. We'll probably do that around 8 o'clock, right? Yes. Uh, last night had a great show for the first ever Mayflower Marathon comedy night, and I hope that we uh, we do make that an annual thing, as Barry Krieger so eloquently put it while he was on stage last night. You know, uh, yeah, Barry really uh, he really sets the tone for the whole night, doesn't he? Does he? He comes in there, he's all ready to go, he's wearing his best Birkenstock sandals, and he is ready to rip. Yeah, he's ready to rock and roll and uh, ready to get the party started. He's the uh, he's a side becker. He he brings the life to the party. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Although not as much as he used to. No. Uh, yeah. Last night we uh, we packed the uh, the armory at MGM Springfield. You know where you know Roar Comedy Club uh, right. does their shows. And I got to tell you, uh, good crowd. Uh, we filled the place and. Uh, we raised a bunch of money for the open pantry just by doing a, telling a couple jokes. Yeah, that's all it took was just us being or trying to be funny. I think for the most yeah. part, uh, we succeeded. But it, uh, everybody was, uh, I mean, all the fans were into it. You know, that, that, that's uh, that's dedication when you pay 50 bucks to something. On a Thursday on night. A, on a Thursday night. And you, do, and you don't get a $20 buffet out of it. No, you don't. Uh, but you could. I told you earlier you could get that uh, $10 bill in your hand and a, and a fish dinner right <laughs> two blocks away down at City Hall. Yeah, but I, 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 do they serve fish at Chandler's or or, uh, or Costa? I think, I uh, I think Tap might have a fish sandwich that, oh, you, okay. could, that you could uh, get into. I think they have fried shrimp. That's close. Probably. It's something from the sea. We'll agree to that <laughs> at the very least. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a packed house. Everybody was into it, and and most people knew the, the fifty. But everything is going to the open pantry. That's, oh yeah, that's what it is. It's not like you know fifty dollars, and we're like, oh, we're oh. no. no we, well, listen, you, know, you and I took nothing home. Well, other than what you won in the casino, but that's about it. And that other that gal by the soda machine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was about it. Yeah. But other than that, nothing. But uh, I have to say, uh, Marty did a great, great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a fine, fine set of uh, comedy. It was a long night. It was a, it was, it was like over two hours of comedy. I think the plan was to get out of there by nine. Yeah, well, it was nine forty-five by the time <laughs> Marty finished up. Yeah, by the time we yeah. wrapped up, I think uh, everybody went a little bit longer than expected. But right. that's, a, you know, listen, if if people are laughing and enjoying themselves, you know, what do they care where they uh, you know, lose a uh, fifteen minutes of sleep? There was a lot of people that, that were participating in the cra- from the crowd. To without uh, being, uh, without heckling, without without they, none of them were being disrespectful. No, 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 yeah. and, and I think most of it was uh, antagonized by Marty. 
Yes. For the most part. Right. Yeah. Marty was definitely, he, he uh, was definitely in on it. definitely picking people out. Especially the these, these these two women. Yes. Sitting in the in the uh, the center aisle. Yeah, they had a they had a hard time. They had a hard time. And you did great by the way. You did oh, uh, your 5 that. minutes that you did. Listen, uh, you hadn't done it in how many years? 20 something years? No, more like 32. Well, other than that that other one that we did. Yeah, I, but I don't you even don't count that. I don't count that. Okay, so 30 years, 30-something years you hadn't done it, and you did great. Well, thank Everybody you. Everybody thought you did great. Well, thank you, Steve. Because, uh, and, you, and you put thought into it, which a lot yeah. of people wouldn't. And I don't think a lot of people would have uh, you know, tabbed me for that. Well, if somebody said, hey, write something, I'd be like, okay, what can AI write me for this comedy show? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd, I'd find the jokes. You, uh, one of the things that uh, that you had done for me, and uh, you know, we expected Marty to uh, bring something to the table, but he didn't. Uh, you wrote a couple of uh, jokes, yeah. you know, for me to use in case I, uh, you know, ate like a you know, big bag of crap up there on the stage, which we can't tell on the air. No, I can't tell either joke, mm-hmm. but I have to tell you. They were two very well-constructed jokes. Yeah, see, I, uh, I knew where we were going with Yeah, that. one was about a, a local news story, which yeah. uh, which I cannot repeat here. Uh, uh, otherwise, it will cause uh, you know, great problems with the, uh, the radio station and my, uh, my, my employment. And the other one is just, uh, it's almost too inappropriate to, uh, to mention. But I thought that joke yeah, was pretty good. Was a very cleverly uh, crafted yeah. joke. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not blaming you, but you missed the cue. It was supposed to have a certain number to it that just, it, it's its about making it funnier. See, I- uh, you, you went with a flat number. I gave you a number to go with. I, it, well, I went with an estimate. I said uh, almost 400. Right, almost 400. But you said 487. Right. I, it ha, but that's the comedy writing thing. Yeah. That's the, that you got to kind of- just uh, Listen, have, uh, uh, multi-syllable I'm a, words. I've been off the track- for a while, I know. I, I I'm not criticizing you. No, no, I'm no. Just no. Saying, Listen, you did a great I, job. My my feeling is so. I literally, when I started doing mornings at the age of 23, I had to uh, make a life decision: Do I want to sleep during the course of my adult life, <laughs> or, or or do I just want to you know continue to do uh, both? And I couldn't do both. You so, could have done both. Uh, not to the degree I wanted to do both, so I, I decided, well, I'll go with the one that provides a regular paycheck well, and health insurance. Let's just put it into perspective. How do you feel right now after doing five minutes last night? I feel like I've given birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we have uh, we need ice chips in here. Stat. I know. I, I, I've been doing breathing exercises all morning long. Oh, I got a buddy who's into you, huh? Uh, but, uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a great time. And, uh, and, and, and Brian Plum and Katie Arroyo were uh, both terrific so yeah. i think anybody who, who saw them but for the first time they enjoyed the hell out of it and it was just a great night and, and yeah. more importantly the whole idea was to raise money for the open pantry right getting us kind of you know uh lubricated up for the mayflower marathon right just 17 days away from today well i liked your analogy of the food insecure of the people who were there watching the show not getting the 20 dollars show <laughs> where the, you could get fed yeah, Rather, just, in fact, you're paying fifty dollars. Yeah, if, if one if if one in five families in the Springfield area suffers from uh, food insecurity, we've now just upped that by two hundred and fifty people That's here right. at, yeah, at MGM. True. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we we uh, we did a good job though. We, yeah, uh, you, and we, you were uh, great. You were oh, absolutely thank, great. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Now, listen, you you gave the whole. Here's uh here's the best part. Yeah, you gave a behind the look uh view 
of when you uh, broke up that terror cell at that Cumberland <laughs> Farms. Cumberland Farms, yeah. You know, the, the, the part that you've told on the air is a great story. The full story is really the yeah, better story. Yeah, yeah, there's details you can't. I could. I couldn't uh, put out there, and mostly because you, I didn't want anybody to get insulted by anything I would say. Yeah. Uh, so I just tell it in front of a bunch of people in a room, as opposed to everybody on the radio. Yeah, but they had to pay for it, as opposed to the right. radio audience that gets it for nothing. Yeah, yeah. See, and and that's where it becomes. Uh, you, you know, you're walking the, yeah. the fine line there. But I think the audience feels, hey, you know what? I paid for something that I I, I got something in return. I yeah. got I got a part of the story that no one's ever heard. And you know, here you are worried about your five minutes you did fantastic i forgot the punchline to the story like i forgot that i have like a because you have to wrap it up with something yeah you know so i had like several different wrap-ups to that that i that i was gonna do and i and i forgot them and then i kind of just i'm like all right whatever where here's your next comedian that's what you do that that happens all the time uh that happened so last night I had one more and, joke. And not even under the influence of uh, cannabis at all. No. Yeah. Uh, last night I had like one more joke I wanted to add in there. And I and I wound up using it when we introduced um, Marty. Right. When you and I were, were, were doing it. And, uh, and and so it was like one of those things that happened. It, ha- it actually happened during the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony. You know, I had a, a script all all ready to go, and for whatever reason, the one joke that I really wanted to tell, I skipped over it because you know they were timing they were timing you, so yeah. I had like like three minutes to speak, and then like the one line which really would have capped the whole thing off, I forgot. And then when I sat down and like, oh, like oh, oh damn I, it, I forgot yeah, I that know. one I line. Hate, How did I, I forget hate, that one line? I and hate doing that. Here's the ironic part about it. Yeah. Um. The subject matter of both great jokes yeah. was the same subject. Oh, okay. I don't want to say that on the air, but, I mean, it was all about a particular person that you and I uh, oh, know very oh, well. Okay, yeah. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, I failed to tell those jokes You know uh, what? A, 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 for some reason. I think that's okay because somebody else did it for us anyway. Yes. You know? It was true. Yeah. So it was I did, we, not at the Hall of Fame uh, enshrinement, but, uh, but you know, last night certainly other people picked up the ball. Oh, yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, somebody else, somebody always picks it up for you. you can, true. We, we, if you just let it go. But my feeling was that if, if it came, you know, from me, it has a certain uh, uh, weight and gravitas, a little to sharpness it. to it, Maybe a little bit more of a sharper edge yeah. than if somebody else picked up the ball. But Marty did a great job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> picking no, he, that did, up. he did. I have fine. to, yeah, I have to did. applaud him for well, that. Well, I, I stayed away from it too. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, uh, there's only well because so I don't much you can need, dance I don't, around it. I don't need to do that. No, you're material. better than that. I am better than you. That. Are I don't much need better to than do that. that. I don't need to take. I don't need my uh, <laughs> taking up rent-free space. What do you? What, what do you? I'm not subletting anything in my head. Yeah, I'm not letting it take uh, up space. Uh, rent rental space. In my sublet, head. Yeah. sublet. Yeah, that's it. Sublet. sublet. I'm not renting the whole place. Just a little portion of the place. But anyway, thank you, thank you everybody for uh, for coming out. Thanks to Dave Miner, Exterior Home Improvements, the guys from Aquapump, and thanks to uh, the folks at MGM. They were uh, gracious hosts, and uh, they they were wonderful to work with. Oh yeah, Chris Kelly, uh, he got up and uh, said a few words too. That guy is like, he could be like a president, like 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 not just of a casino, but like a president of a country, he's a small uh, country. He is unflappable. Yeah, and he is smooth. Yeah, he's just, very just flows very, right out through him. He's very stoic. And, and, I think uh, you have to be in that position. You just you can't be like uh, 
you can't be the president of MGM or any big company and be like like Bobcat Goldthwait in the height of his career. You just you just can't you can't be that. Yeah. Uh he was uh, <laughs> it was like almost like watching the Gettysburg address last night. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, just well, no top hat. Yeah, four scores and seven beers ago. <laughs> Our forefathers built this armory, and yeah. he gave the whole like history of the armory. I thought that was pretty cool too. It, it was such a good night that uh, that uh, we I was playing on the slots for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I walked off with uh, sixty bucks in my pocket. Yeah, I was uh, doing pretty well when you came over to me too. Yes, you were. Yeah. What did uh, did like you two hundred bucks? <laughs> yeah. By the time it was all said and done. Yeah, Jenny walked off with forty. I walked off with sixty. We walk yeah. off with a hundred bucks. Then, yeah. And then, yeah, and that was after going to have a little bit of uh, dinner at Red Rose. Yeah, and then I went over to get pizza at that little kiosk inside the uh, the MGM, and it was closed. What? Yeah, they don't. They must close it at like in the afternoon or something. That's not right. No, the, but the slice of pizza that should be available twenty four hours a day. I agree. We're gonna have to talk to that Chris Kelly down there and see if we can get something oh, done. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're, we're gonna make some changes. Yeah, you listen to me, you uh, you casino CEO guy. <laughs> You're gonna yes. listen. You're gonna listen to these two idiots tell you how to run this place. <laughs> Something tells me we're the last two idiots he's gonna listen to. Uh, you know what? He's gracious enough that he would allow us to complain, and then he would be like, "Okay, uh, Not listen off to those two idiots." Too. Yeah. It's six twenty-four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. It's six twenty-six with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Real quick uh, tonight, I am gonna be at the Mighty Oktoberfest of the student, uh, the student prince, five thirty to seven thirty. We'll be tapping the keg. Uh, and uh, Trailer Trash is playing there tonight. It's the uh, Monday Oktoberfest returning to the to Fort Street tonight and tomorrow night. This is the the makeup dates from uh, from earlier when they had to uh, cancel it during to, uh, to, to bad weather. Uh, the party keeps rolling through uh, Fort Street all night long with authentic German beers, brats, burgers, and a hell of a lot more. That's tonight, seven thirty, uh, five thirty to seven thirty at the Monday Oktoberfest with me and. The Rock One Two Row Crew and Rock One Two Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, oh look at that. look at you, like the Micro Machines guy. Yeah, trying to finish up that uh, that last portion. There. Well, I can't. I can't wait. I mean, even though I am, I'm uh, running on fumes right now because I'm so damn tired. Uh, I'm looking forward to Oktoberfest. I know you are. I, I love mean, it. This is. A, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I. Uh, I'll be. I'll be at the Taylor Swift movie tonight, thinking about you again. Again. Yeah. Is like, this going to be number two or number three? Number two. Mm-hmm. Number two. Well, you know what? It's a it's a kid who really likes Taylor Swift, and it's her birthday. So, you want to be you a spo- kind of got to uh, oblige to that. You, you want to be a spoiler, and let me and, and and I'll tell you how it ends. Yes, it ends with uh, one woman becoming very, 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 very wealthy. Oh yeah, you did see it. Yeah, did I you? did see it yeah, twice. <laughs> you want to uh, you want to laugh? I do. All right, let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Uh, the priest angrily asks the altar boy standing two feet away, "Are you secretly drinking the holy wine?" And the altar boy remains silent. And the priest anger uh, his gr- it grows. I'm asking you, can't you hear me? No, I can't hear anything from here, Father. Well, what do you mean? You're just two steps away. You can't hear me. And the altar boy smiles. Why don't we switch places and you'll see? And then they swap places. Now the altar boy says, "Who's embezzling the church donations?" And the priest mutters, 
You know what? You're right. You really can't hear anything from here, can you? Ah, you see, because he's screwing the- He's doing the old Scroogey on the... <laughs> a little twisty You thing. really thought that was going to go somewhere else, I really, truly did. Well, yes. those Catholics, they have a reputation for themselves. Bax and Nagel in the morning. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Max. It's time to uh, pretend like we're time travelers again as we turn the clocks back this weekend. <sighs> it's an interesting thing to do. What's your best daylight savings time story? Yeah, what's your what's your most embarrassing daylight savings time story? <laughs> I was late to church once. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Uh, I was see, hanging out at a maternity ward I one night. I was hanging out on the play deck down at base date. And, uh, uh, anyway, get ready. <laughs> yeah, turn them back this weekend. At, uh, on, on November 5th at 2 a.m., you turn your clock back. Okay? Oh, I, clock? Yeah, I know. I uh, Last year... I, did I have egg on my face, or or what looked like egg on my face over this? I did that once. Yeah. I had to go to emergency room in Mercy. Oh, oh it was horrible. Imagine that. Uh, according to Reuters, the uh, Senate voted to end uh, the changing of clocks twice a year in the U.S. in March of 2022. The move was supported by those wishing for brighter afternoons and more economic activity. However, that bill did not get a vote last year in the House of Representatives because lawmakers couldn't agree on whether the time should be kept standard or permanent daylight saving time. I got to tell you, uh, the argument uh, for this just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why we still do this. I was excited because I was like, this is finally over. In my lifetime, I will see... The daylight savings come to an end, and and we didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, because no one no one likes it being dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. And, no one likes that. And most people believed it. Most people were walking around going, "Yeah, we're done with that after this time." Yeah, and then we do with it this time, and they're like, "No, we're not. We're doing it again." Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't remember the details of it. Yeah, and I had to look it up, and I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, they haven't. Uh, they haven't got ready yet." Uh, well, uh, let's see. Springfield mayoral candidate Justin Hurst. Remember him? I do. He held a news conference yesterday morning to address what he calls Mayor Dom Dom's false accusations in the mayoral race. In a release sent to 22 News, Hurst's campaign said, said Sarno's, quote, attempt to steal the election will not go unnoticed. The release did not describe what the accusations were. So uh, Springfield solicitor John Payne said that the city has asked the Hamden DA's office to investigate claims of voter fraud. According to an affidavit, uh, affidavit obtained, by, obtained by 22 News. I'm a little tired from last night. I can't imagine why. <clears throat> an elections office employee witnessed a man hand $10 to a person who had just voted. Election officials also say they witnessed people who had just voted getting into a car driven by candidate Justin Hurst. Oh, he drives for Lyft on the weekends. Yeah, it's like is that, is that so unusual? Has to pick up a few extra bucks here and there. The uh, affidavit says multiple people were voting. Who were voting on Saturday asked the election office employees for ten dollars payments. Election employees informed voters that the city does not pay people to vote. Are you kidding me? They don't even pay us to be here. Why would I pay you to vote? Uh, Sarno said that these are serious allegations and they are upsetting to him. He uh, released the following statement. Dom Dom smash! (laughs) 
Election Commissioner Gladys Loya Lopez on Saturday, October 28th, reported suspicious activity during the early voting to our office. We immediately referred her to the city solicitor, Judge John Payne. He's going to bring the pain. Yes, he is. Yeah. These allegations are very serious and upsetting to me. Voting is a sacred trust and should be treated as such. The integrity of our elections must be protected. This is a legal matter which has been reported to the proper authorities by Solicitor Judge Payne. You hear what I said? Payne. You know, I uh, I, I watched uh, Justin's uh, statement yesterday, and you know, he, he, it was a very impassioned uh, speech. You know, uh, yeah. You know, letting people know that uh, you know that what they have heard and uh, seen in that video, uh, you know, is. Uh, it's something to uh, certainly reflect on one way or another. I just think that uh, he probably shouldn't have given that speech on the front porch of Shermerhorns. Yeah, probably. Shermerhorns or... Uh, Massey's. Massey's. That was Massey's Seafood, yeah. Right. I wouldn't have done it there either. Can you imagine the allegations that I'm going to give out a free fish dinner right behind me here? If you You're vote gonna, for me... I'd have to give you a hell of a lot wink, more than 10 bucks. Wink, wink. Does uh, does Burger King have uh, fish sandwiches? Yeah, they do. Does Wendy's have fish sandwiches? You know, that I don't know. Can't remember the last time I was actually inside of a Wendy's. Yeah, I don't know. Usually if I go, it's just for the the biggie fries on a Frosty. Right. I I don't know if they they serve fish sandwiches. I'm just trying to think of different places that could sell these fish dinners that we're talking about here. Uh, well, it's on the fast. Well, there's no Arthur Treacher's anymore. That's uh, unless it was like a fish dinner cooked by Justin himself. Maybe that was like part of the prize. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that he would have done that. You don't think he's gonna fire up the uh, the deep fryer, get some peanut oil, and start uh, fish frying all day long? Well, if he does, I hope he invites us because I do like a good fish dinner. And then uh, he'll put a, he'll put a mustache on. And you're like, are, are you uh, are you uh, Justin Hurst uh, cooking fish dinners out for everybody? Right? No, no, I'm not Katie Council Justin Hurst. You must confuse me with somebody else. You must be considering me a Sarno supporter. Uh, Wendy's does not have fish products on their menu. Oh, well, thank God for that. What? There's certain things that certain people shouldn't be involved in. Wendy's should not be involved well, in yeah, well, because it's, it, hot it, and juicy uh, fish. Right, because it's all been about burgers all, all their all their time being open. But I don't ever remember getting I, – I've, I've gotten a fish fillet from McDonald's mm. before, but I've never gotten a fish sandwich from Burger King. All right, so the story says that he was on, uh, on, on Parker Street. Yeah. Was he outside Juicy Seafood? I think he might have been. Just saying, because that's, you know, off of Parker Street. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I'm not going to take this abuse of this election scandal by uh, Mayor Dominic Sarno. Why would I offer you a full platter of popcorn shrimp and scallops for only nine ninety nine down at the Golden Corral down there? Now, right down there. I, Maybe there. I'm not going to try to you create any conspiracy theories about the video. Mm-hmm. <sighs> At one point during this video, you see a gentleman get out of this minivan, okay? If I didn't know better, I would say, you know what? That almost looks staged. This guy gets out of the minivan wearing a Hearst for Mayor sweatshirt, Mm -hmm. right in view of the camera, and then he takes it off. 
and it, it 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 almost seems like it's is it too obvious or am I just catching this video well, hey, at that particular moment? It, uh, could be maybe it was a paid actor to uh, to go up and put that sweatshirt on and then uh, take that sweatshirt off as soon as they got out of the car. Again, I'm I'm not trying to create any uh, conspiracies. Oh, here. I am. Well, maybe you are, yeah. but I but you know I when I saw that I'm going well that's well that's, that's something uh, to look at. See, that's all you got to do is just be speculative about everything, and then you can push the conversation no matter what direction you want to. Yeah, see, but I would be uh, more inclined to be guided by some level of um, evidence. That's what I'm saying. You're looking at the video, you're like, oh, he took the sweatshirt off. You think that's really somebody who works with the Hearst campaign that would do something like that? Well, it, it, almo- it almost looks like the guy knew he was on camera and and like showed his shirt off and then took it off oh see i'm thinking so you're it's, it's thinking a, like, that, like, the, like you know maybe this was yeah you know, maybe justin had nothing to do with this and that the whole video is set up to make him look bad that's what that's what i'm saying yes yeah. and again but again i don't, I don't want to insert a conspiracy theory without knowing a little bit more frankly i'm a little too busy uh, worrying about vaccines and the government i want to know about the fish dinner I don't know why that's not the deal. Where was the fish dinner being held? Who was selling it? Where was it being cooked? I don't know. Served up. Good fish and chip places out there. Hey, check this out. We made 22 news. What? Yeah. The Springfield Thunderbirds have announced their partnership with Rock 102 for the second annual Mayflower Marathon night. Were we... Were we informed of this? Yes, we were. Remember uh, that gal asked us the other day if we could submit a quote? Oh, We submitted a quote. And we didn't know it was for this? Yes. If it had been, I would have said, uh, here's what we saw. <laughs> the uh, Anyway, the event is said to take place during the Thunderbirds game against the Bridgeport Islanders on Wednesday, November 22nd at 7.05 p.m. at the Mass Mutual Center. As part of the lead-up to the event, the Mass Mutual Center will serve as a collection point for the Mayflower Marathon canned food donations at all T-Bird home games through November 22nd. Donation boxes will be available in the box office lobby at the Mass Mutual Center and in the Thunderbirds front office lobby. The marathon uh, initiative extends beyond the week of November 20th. On Thursday, uh, November 16th, from 6 to 8 p.m., four Thunderbirds players will participate in a celebrity bartending night at the White Lion Brewing in downtown Spring- Springfield. portion of the proteeds, proceeds... The proteeds? Men, you are tired. I am tired. I'm very <laughs> tired. A portion of the proceeds from the sales of uh, Thunderboom burgers, draft beers, and beer cans uh, during the evening will benefit the open pantry. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, we had so much fun at the uh, at the Thunderbirds game last year after Mayflower Marathon. It, this is a, this is a, it's a real cool night to go. Yeah, you know, you, know, you say, well, you know, it is the night before Thanksgiving. Please stop. What are you Ooh. what are you doing on that Wednesday? Probably not a whole hell of a lot. So uh, you know, go out to the game, support the, uh, the 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 team, support the open pantry. Ooh. That's what you should do. Here's where they talk about us. You ready? Yes. The Rock 102 morning show host, Bax and Nagel, will be involved in the lead-up to the marathon at the Thunderbirds game on Friday, November 17th at 7.05 against the Utica Comets. On this day, they will raffle off two signed, custom, customized Bax and Nagel Thunderbirds jerseys mm-hmm. with raffle tickets available for both the November 17th and November 22nd games. The winners will be announced during the Mayflower Marathon night on the 22nd. Perfect. Well, there you go. We were quoted, though, right? How, how did our quotes land on this thing? Uh, let's see. Uh, Bax from Rock 102 said, The Open Pantry provides a variety of crucial services to the Springfield community. Having the Springfield Thunderbirds as a partner in the Mayflower Marathon shows their commitment to the community. 
Man, I really penned that nice, didn't I? Yeah, do you, do you want to know what I said? Yeah, what'd you say? Steve Nagel of Rock 102 expressed gratitude for the Thunderbirds' partnership and its role in raising awareness of food insecurity in the region. He said, quote, The open pantry needs help more than ever, and the fans are a tremendous part of making this event such a success. That's like freaking poetry. They, uh, they cut a lot of that out. I had like a whole like essay that I wrote. For really? That. Yeah. I only gave uh, what you read for, uh, of, of me. That's uh, that's all it was. There was two sentences. Wow. And I just said, is this going to be good enough? And they said, yes. And you know what? I'm glad to have done it because uh, I love the Thunderbirds. I love the Mayflower Marathon. And I love the fact that uh, they're involved. It's going to be a great night. And make sure you go to that uh, celebrity bartending event. I'm just glad uh, 22 News got all that information correct. They did. I uh, I applaud them for doing everything uh, beautifully. A very good good story. Who uh, who put that together? Does it say? Uh, let's see. It uh, uh, John uh, Budinus. John Budinus. 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 Oh, Budinus. Budinus. John. John Budinus. Budinus over at uh, Twenty Two Tudinus. Thanks to uh, Twenty Two for picking up the story. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. Thanks. We'll still make money. Uh, two Massachusetts hunters were cited for after shooting a loon that was released by researchers to increase their declining population. According to the Mass Environmental Police, on the opening day of Berkshire waterfowl hunting season on October 9th, mm-hmm. I missed that one, two hunters were in a canoe on a drinking water supply reservoir that is not open to hunting. On the same morning, researchers released a juvenile common loon on that same body of water. The loon was then shot by hunters. However, they returned the bird after learning of the loon project and identifying it. They were both cited for hunting public land without a permit, taking a possession of a species of concern, and taking a bird out of season. Mm. In Massachusetts, from September 15th to May 15th, canoeists and kayakers are required to wear a life jacket. The hunters were in possession of life jackets. However, they were not being worn. Well, you know, Steve, uh, in this uh, season uh, of the year, uh, there's a lot of uh, ornithological study about uh, these particular birds and as it turns out uh, everybody has heard about the bird I'm really got I'm glad we got to that that's the reason you did the story right no no I'm glad you pulled it up though your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. We're very tired from oh last God. night. We're on fumes. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be sunny with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aww. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 650 and the Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Field. Yeah, we were, uh, we were talking about the uh, the Thunderbirds and uh, the Mayflower Marathon game on the 22nd yeah. against Bridgeport. Uh, that same night, Bright Nights opens. Oh, yeah. At 5 o'clock. Think about this. Uh, you could start the night off at Bright Nights, then head on over to the Mass Mutual Center, watch the hockey game. Mm-hmm. And I should also point out that because it's opening night, uh, Bright Nights is scaling back the price of entry to six dollars which was the uh, initial cost back in 1995 oh hey how about that i know of course uh, being among uh, one of two of the first two people uh, to go through it uh yeah we got comped that day but six bucks man that was uh, that's a great price so uh, think about that everyone loves bright nights and uh, everybody loves the thunderbirds that could be a hell of a night bright nights and the thunderbirds 
and uh, you finish off with a nightcap uh, downtown somewhere. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Well, the casino. You could go to the casino where you probably parked your car. Yeah, yeah. You're most likely going to be parking your car down there for a while. I don't think. That Although, there's- you know, there's a little bit of act. There's been a little bit of activity over there in that lot. Oh, there has. I'm just saying it takes a while for anything to be built. Oh yeah. So it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna. You're, you're gonna be parking at MGM for for quite some time. I give it uh, maybe like a year and a half. You'll uh, you'll still be down there. But when they open that that garage on uh, Bruce Landon Way. Yeah. It's going to be breathtaking. Most it, beautiful uh, parking garage you've ever seen. Breathtaking. It, yes. You said that about the uh, the Hall of Fame, too. I think it's breathtaking for everyone. Well, I didn't say that about the Hall of Fame, I mean, although they've got parking as far as the eye can see. I was talking about the uh, the gorgeous, beautiful parking garage on the MGM campus. <laughs> that was the other joke that you told last night that I was laughing about. about like They have parking on both sides of the building. <laughs> And underneath the building too, <laughs> which which nobody ever knows about, but yet for whatever reason, yeah. uh, you know they've they've uh, they have single handedly solved uh, food insecurity. Uh, reading a story about this guy in uh, in East Haven, Connecticut, yeah, right, got pulled over the other day for putting fake police lights on his car to beat traffic and get to work faster. I've always wanted to do. I always wanted to just <laughs> just for one day, just have the lights on the car just to see what it's like. I always uh, I always get jealous of those cops that do that stuff. Yeah, except you, it's illegal to impersonate a police officer. Okay, is it it's illegal to impersonate a police officer? Is it illegal for a police officer to just turn the lights on just in order to get by traffic and then continue on his merry way? No, I that's saw, that's witnessed. the benefit of the job. I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I want to do. I want to do that for one day. Can I just be that guy? Can I just drive around in the car and flick the lights on? <laughs> I should go for a ride-along. Maybe I should do that. You should go on a ride-along. I think you'd really enjoy that. No, I don't think I would. You can go to crack houses all over Western Mass. Yeah, you know what? We'd be in the ride-along, and I'm like an hour and a half into it going, okay, we're stopping for donuts soon, right? Like, <laughs> we're doing that. That's hey, what uh, we do, right? Officers, uh, to tell you what, the yeah. first uh, express dozen is on me. Anyway, this guy puts fake police lights on his car. His name is Michael Marshall, well, a, mar- a marshal pretending to be a cop. Imagine that. Usually it's the other way around. Right. The uh, cop spotted his Dodge Challenger on the highway with red and blue flashing lights, so they ran his plate and saw it was not registered to any law enforcement agency. Michael admitted he was using them to get through traffic faster on his commute. This was just before 9 a.m., so ironically, he ended up being late to work that day. Or more likely, he didn't make it at all. They towed his car, arrested him, and released him on $5,000 bond. He's due in court next week. To face serious charges for impersonating a police officer. Now that'll teach him. Well, uh, you know, we were talking about that yesterday with the uh, the guys who uh, have the cars. This guy finally got caught doing it. <laughs> I can't. You know, I, like uh, being a cop, I suppose, is cool. But there's a lot of uh, instances where you probably don't want to impersonate a police officer. Oh, I, I just got invited on a ride along. Did you really? Yeah. Which cop? Uh, Bernardston. Bernardston? Yeah, I'm going to go wow. out to Bernardston out there. Maybe you'll see a crime that night. Well, uh, there's a lot of deer up there that are a little shifty. A little shifty. You think everybody, tell- everybody expects it's going to be the fox, yeah. but it's the deer. Something it's te- the deer. Something tells me the, uh, the the roadkill call is what they deal with a lot up in Bernardston. Yeah, well, you know, somebody, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the uh, raccoons are trying to break into the... Uh, uh, Pilgrim Candle, that's what it is. Is that what it is, Pilgrim Candle? I think so. What's the one up there now? 
Uh, I think this Pilgrim. Or is it Kringle? Kringle. Kringle, Kringle candle. candle. Yeah, right, 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 right. That was the one from the uh, the son of the of the Yankee candle guy. Yeah. He, he made that. Kittredge, Michael Kittredge. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I, I think we're on to something here. All right, well, uh, before we let all the air out of the room, uh, Marcus Camby, uh, UMass legend, is going to be uh, on the phone this in just a little while. What are you talking about? We're having a great conversation. I'm having a great – I'm finding myself getting tired. Like, now I feel like I want to lie down and take a nap. Don't – isn't it weird? Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. You think – well, you only missed your bedtime by an hour and a half or so, but like, – Probably nope. like two hours. And you know what it is? When I get home, then I can't – Fall asleep. It's, oh, it's the like adrenaline. Can, yeah. So I was probably laying in bed till about twelve thirty before I probably finally drifted off to sleep, just <laughs> tossing and turning. It sucks. It does. And but now look at us. Now look at us. We're uh, a couple of soup heads with microphones trying to get through a whole show. We're really excited about our next guest, uh, Marcus Camby. Yeah. I am excited about Marcus Camby. Really? You don't sound like you are. It's, it's, it's just exhaustion. That's all. All right. All right. So Marcus Camby coming up in a few minutes at 6.56 on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, with the baseball season officially over with, it's time to start focusing on what happens next. And no, it has nothing to do with the Texas Rangers-style rolling rally in the streets of Arlington on duck boats. It does, however, involve the fact that we're about to enter into the convoluted Major League Baseball free agent season. The time of the year when some of your best millionaire players attempt to test their free market value by fielding offers from as many teams as possible. All these are exciting times as we try to figure out who's going where and for how much. And all those negotiations begin officially a late Monday afternoon at 5. Yesterday, more than 130 players filed for free agency, hoping to land that next big, fat, bloated Major League contract. For the Red Sox, three players have filed for free agency so far, including Edelberto Mondesi, who's coming off the 60-day disabled list, Adam Duvall, and James Paxton. And while I'm sure all three of those guys have got nothing but dollar signs in their eyes, the real money during free agency is probably going to go to a guy like Shohei Itani of the Angels, whose true potential value as both a starting pitcher and a home run threat is technically immeasurable, leaving absolutely no money left for other people to play with him. In one survey, it is believed that Otani could command the first billion dollar contract in baseball. The only problem is that nobody really has the money to give him a billion dollar contract. However, he could be looking at a potential annual salary of $76 million a year which is really only $36 million more than Aaron Judge is making with the Yankees. Suddenly, the marketability of Edelberto Mondesi and Adam Duvall seems quaint and insignificant because for Otani money, you could buy almost 50 Edelbertos and 10 more Duvalls, and even then, you might not have enough money's worth for everybody else. The question now is whether the Red Sox would even have a shot at signing that guy. At $76 million a year, they couldn't even keep Mookie Betts in Boston for less than 30. This guy's like two Mookie Betts and a handful of Edelbertos. In other words, I wouldn't count on it. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Craftsman hand tools have a lifetime warranty. Craftsman hand tools are on sale right now. 15 bucks at Rocky's. A crescent wrench set, a socket set, 15 bucks at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and Forner. 
with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 59. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, it's uh, it's homecoming week up at uh, at UMass, and uh, you know, I uh, listen as a as a guy who has gone to a Division One college myself. I got to tell you, when they put out a spread at these colleges, yeah, uh, with the big uh, sports programs, they do not uh, they do not skimp. But, at all. But you were not allowed to have brunch with famous alum, were you? Uh, no, I was, no, I was told, told to stay not. away from Mr. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade as much as possible. That's right. And I, <laughs> apparently the stay away order was still valid. On the phone is right now uh, UMass legend Marcus Camby. Good morning, Marcus. How you doing? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Very good. So it's, it's homecoming week, and uh, I would imagine you coming back uh, to UMass, it must be like... You're like the king of that place. I mean, everyone's just like fawning all over you. They, uh, they is, is the red carpet out for Marcus Camby this weekend? <laughs> Man, it's always just great to be back in the area. You know, being up there at Amherst is like my second home. Um, that's pretty much where I grew up at and pretty much made me the man I am today. So anytime I get a chance to come back into the area, and especially during homecoming weekend, I'm excited to see all the former alumni all my former colleagues, and we're going to have a good time at the brunch tomorrow uh, morning. Yeah, that's uh, with, uh, with White Lion, and you've done a lot of stuff with uh, Ray Berry and White Lion over the last couple of years, too. Tell us a little bit about uh, about that partnership. Yeah, I met Ray a couple of years ago. Um, I went to his uh, his establishment down here in Springfield, and um, you know, we sparked up a great conversation, and you know, one conversation uh, led to the Marcus Canby IPA New England beer, then Another conversation led to us opening a, lot, a white line up in Amherst. So Ray's a, a great guy, a great business mind, uh, a pillar in this community here, and it's great to do business with him. Now, uh, with all the beer that was probably put in front of you during that first meeting with Ray, did it remind <laughs> you at all of spending time at UMass and Amherst back in the 90s? Just like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had a, a, a lot of great times during my tenure at the school. Uh, uh, we had a lot of great success on the basketball court, but just the lifelong friends that I met and all the people I met in the past. And so this place is real special for me, especially a guy being from Hartford, Connecticut. So being back in this area, uh, it's almost like nostalgia for myself. Marcus, if I were you, I would just put up like my own little VIP section at the White Lion and then just not let anybody come around you and just watch you from afar. Just sit there. <laughs> just... <laughs> Please, enjoy. G- Wa- gaze upon Marcus Camby. Watch me while I eat my brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I, I can't do that. Uh, yeah. You know, the people in, in the town has, has been so great to myself throughout, uh, you know, ever since I left the school. So, um, any, like I said, anytime I get a chance to get back, uh, especially, up, like I said, up to Amherst, which has been such, such great for myself and my family and, and all the things I, I, I do for the university, um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thrilled. You know, one of the things I was I was reading about it, uh, which I thought was very very cool, because I mean, a lot of guys that w- may go you know pro and, and play in the NBA, many do this, but not all of them do. You did go back and uh, eventually get your degree, isn't that right? Yes, I went back. Um, you know, I left school um, as a junior to enter the NBA, and um, I just felt my life wasn't complete until I got my degree, especially with myself having three girls, so they can see daddy get their degree, sort of like. You know, they're forced, not forced to get it, but they know that education is very important. And, you know, after 21 years after leaving the university, I went back in 2017 and walked across that stage. So that was probably the, my biggest accomplishment 
you know, a lot of people would say, uh, well, you met the commissioner in the NBA, you walked across the stage and made it in the NBA, but graduating from this great state university is probably the greatest thing I've ever accomplished. Jesus, I, th- I thought taking six and a half years to get my bachelor's degree was way too long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I didn't. But I didn't take. I didn't take a seventeen-year career in the middle of it. I just uh, I, that was that was six years in a row to get a bachelor's degree for me. <laughs> but you got it done. That's that's, that's the key. You got yes, it done. I I did I did get it done. Much to the bewilderment of everybody who ever saw me yeah. open a book or go to a library. I had to take those accelerated <laughs> winter classes to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> So you, I mean, you've been you've been out of uh, out of basketball for now ten years, right? Is it ten years? Yes, yeah, it's two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, what what do you do now? What uh, what occupies Marcus Camby's free time? Uh, well, you know, I have three girls. Uh, I have a twenty one year old who just turned twenty one last week. Uh, you know, I also have a lot of other different adventures that I have going on down down in Texas. I live in Houston, Texas. Um, hmm. I, uh, you know, have a real estate investment. I have a barbershop. Uh, so, and I have the, you know, the brewery up here in Amherst. I have the Marcus Candy IPA beer. So I'm keeping busy. And I'm also, you know, I go around and do a lot of stuff for the New York Knicks. So, um, I'm keeping, keeping fairly busy, um, you know, in my former career. Uh, right. The New York Knicks could use every bit of help they can get. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, yes, and, you, yes. and, and you know, so you know, Marcus, you're still a young guy, but once you get into those golden years, you'll be selling reverse mortgage just like the bestie. <laughs> you and Tom Selleck will uh, be selling reverse mortgages all day long. You know, it, it it's so it's so funny because you know when I when I first took this job, it was 1995, and you know that was a, a pretty good year for UMass. Uh, but the, to know that you're 49 years old, I mean, you know, I'm older than you, but it's like, how did that happen? I mean, it's, it, I, I, when I think of Marcus Camby, I still think of like, you know, the, the 22, 23 year old kid playing for, you know, uh, like the Knicks or, or, you know, Toronto, but it's like, nope, he's a damn old man now. <laughs> yeah. Time, um, definitely be flying. Um, you know, sometimes I look back on my NBA career and be like, damn, where did it go? And especially I get a lot of nostalgia, especially when I'm on campus, when I go to the arenas and you know, I see my jersey in the rafters or I'm walking to the Mullins. There's a statue of myself outside of there. So all of this stuff is surreal. Uh, you know, life comes at you fast and it goes by you fast. So I just try to, you know, hold on to the memories that I had along the way. Marcus Camp is going to be at homecoming week up at uh, UMass Amherst Saturday tomorrow. Uh, brunch from eleven to three uh, with him, uh, DJ Rex. Special uh, brunch menu available and White Line Brewing as well. Marcus, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Enjoy your weekend. I thank you guys. I appreciate you. You bet. Yeah, thank you, Marcus Camby with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock at seven twenty-two. And the Kinks with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It's uh, oh, you know what? Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's so much better at it than I am. Uh, let's see here. Hey, if you, uh, miss any part of today's show or any Bax and Nagel show, you can always go back and listen to the, uh, the daily podcast brought to you by Mark Ford. They got your back for sales, service parts and rentals. Mark Ford in Holyoke. But you might also want to check out Baxi's musical podcast. Great interview, uh, this week with Thomas Walsh from, uh, from Dublin. He is, uh, an Irish, uh, singer songwriter who is phenomenal. Formerly of the band Pugwash, his new album, The Rest is History is one of his best records. Uh, speaking of the kinks, Ray Davies has helped him on uh, previous records, along with uh, Jeff Lynn from ELO. Uh, Brian Wilson is a big fan. 
Even Joe Elliott from Def Leppard sings on his new record. Really, really cool. Next week, my guest is rockabilly legend Tav Falco. Not the guy that did uh, Rock Me Amadeus. This guy is a uh, an absolutely legendary performance artist, and the stories he tells are bananas. Uh, Tav Falco from the Tav Falco Panther Burns. That's coming up next week on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Oh, that sounds uh, pretty damn cool. Bananas. Bananas? Oh, yeah. Bananas. I don't know if I'd call it bananas. I think if you hear this guy speak and tell his tale, yeah, he's bananas, but totally cool. Well, we heard about what you can do with bananas last night at the end of the show. <laughs> we were just talking about it uh, uh, you know, off the air. I'm not going to get into specific information here, but yeah. it's always fun to see a comic set up a premise that is so shocking and horrifyingly offensive. Yeah. And then complete the joke, and by the end of it, you say, oh, you know, he actually has a really good point. Yeah, yeah, and that's... Uh, Marty that's... did that about 15 times last night. Well, he's very good at it. He's, uh... I, he, he impresses me so much, and I, and I, you know, this is not like this, you know, just because I have a love affair with him or anything like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's, uh, he impresses me because he can remember things, like, off the cuff. Yeah, like, and he he's got like this little rolodex going on in his mind all the time. There's probably millions and millions of different topics, and you just throw something out to him, and boom, he can just start doing. He's got it. it. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's. I'm always impressed by people like that. The thing that I I am most Im- impressed by, and uh, it's it's really quite remarkable, is I remember him when he started, and he he had nothing but potential. And now it's there. Like, like yeah. now you've seen this maturation of his talent and his I, presentation. I, like, the dude's just crushing it. I, I, was, uh, I hosted the open mic the first night he ever did comedy. And uh, I was like, wow, this, how long has this guy been? This guy's been doing this for years. It was yeah. his first night. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's that good. So if you ever get a chance to see Marty Caproni, and by the way, where are our residuals from promoting this $20 dinner in a comedy show? Uh, we should be getting at least 2 or 3%. <laughs> of the profits of that that room back here to Bax and Nagel for helping promote that show. Yeah, I would think uh, that would be a, a good choice. Uh, comedian uh, Aaron Weber is going to be joining us a little bit later on this hour. Andrew Lloyd Weber? No, Aaron Weber, not uh, not the guy that did Evita and Jesus Christ Superstar. The grill people? No, no, not the grill people. This is comedian Aaron Weber. Spider-Man? That's the Weber. No, that's the Weber. Yeah. That's that's no, it's not. Yeah, the, yeah, I was going to say Peter Parker. No, that's no. not it. It's uh, seven twenty-five. We have news next on Rock One Hundred Two. Well, hey, how's it going? You know, it's like the two of us are asleep already. We are asleep. Uh, We're just trying to figure out what the heck's going on here. It's uh, 728. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. At Newton.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, some breaking news this morning. The third suspect wanted connection to a shooting in Holyoke that led to the death of a newborn baby has turned himself in. According to the Hamden DA's office, the 28-year-old Kermit Alvarez of Holyoke surrendered to authorities this morning. He now faces a murder charge and is due to be arraigned in Holyoke District Court Monday. Alvarez has been on the Massachusetts State Police 10 Most Wanted list following the October 4th shooting at Maple and Sargent Streets. 
Prosecutors say an altercation between three men ended in gunfire with one of the rounds striking a city bus and hitting a pregnant woman who was seated on board. That victim was taken to the hospital where she gave birth to the baby who died. Uh, two other suspects in the case, 30-year-old John, John Luis Sanchez of Holyoke and uh, 22-year-old Alejandro Ramos of Holyoke, were arrested shortly after the shooting, and both men had already been arraigned on murder charges. They are both scheduled for pretrial hearings at Holyoke District Court today. So hmm. at least the suspects have been rounded up now. Oh, uh, thank God for that. Well, that guy was on. That was over. That was a month ago. Yeah. Uh, so, guess he smartened up. Yeah, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's gonna want me hanging around here. Do you think? Yeah. You just, think you maybe you overstayed your welcome just a bit? A uh, 22 News viewer sent a picture of a bobcat spotted on Tinkham Road in Wilbraham on Thursday. Lynn Grippen. Uh, sent pictures of a bobcat she saw while out with her dog. Gripping and ripping. That's yeah. what the, she was doing. Gripping and ripping. Here, let's take, take a look at this bobcat, which is uh, usually a solitary animal, was observed in broad daylight, possibly scavenging for food in the area. Uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, living on the Wilbraham line, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of wildlife flying around that neighborhood. Yeah, but they stop at the Hamden line. They don't come all the way in. They come Hamden. out to no, Hamden. Yeah, no, they do. They, no, they don't want They wanna, do. They don't want to go over there. Too rural for them. Too too rural? Yeah. For animals? They like the Wilbraham bougie neighborhoods. I don't know about that. I mean, where do they start uh, flocking around that uh, that Scantic Valley uh, brewing that's about to open up over there? Oh, well, they're eating all the apples from the uh Yeah, that's it. The cider that they're making down there. Let me tell you something. We've got plenty of animals in Amherst. I mean, in Amherst, in Hamden. Plenty of them. Including yourself. Yeah. Animal. A- a- that's you animal right. you. That's right. You should see how many of them go in and out of that discount liquor store all the time. <laughs> Picking up uh, scratchies and the uh, nip bottles of uh, Fireball. That place is loaded with animals. Oh, I've seen a lot. Is that, uh, when was the last time you were in there? The discount liquor store? Yeah. Say like four or five months ago. Have they renovated it, or is it still like that nineteen uh, seventies? We just opened. Uh, you know, today's June of nineteen seventy two. It's like any other liquor store. No, I know. I just remember it being like a little outdated. No, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's dated. I mean, it's updated. Yeah, reasonably so. They got uh, you know all the uh, all the latest and greatest uh, you know booze things. Uh, you know, like uh, you know individual cans, uh, wine, uh, spirits. Yeah. You know, what have you? You ever, you ever like at a to, discount at good discount prices? You ever go to a place like that? Like uh, I've, I've done that with you know DJ and weddings before. You go to like a country club, yeah. But the place was really popular back in the eighties, <laughs> and they still, you know what I'm saying? And they still have all like the decor and the design. Like this was, this was cutting edge architecture in 1976. I don't want to say which yeah. country club locally has yeah. has there are, fallen into that well, trap. There are several of them locally, yeah, but yeah. there's there's one that I'm thinking of that I'm sure back in the 50s it was all the rage. Yeah, but now when you look at it, it's it's a it's just a, it's the most depressing thing you've ever seen. Like, uh, who would join this? Well, they still have, like, the original wooden tables they had when they first opened. Right. Like, it's not even, like, uh, you know. Like a, like they bought all these things at, at like, a dinette supply shop. 
Yeah, and they have uh, like flooring in their little uh, little uh, fireplace area. That's like that fake slate stuff. I know. You know who had that for years was uh, the place over here that's now a, a, a Mexican restaurant. Uh, oh, the old Meadows. The Meadows. The now Meadows, El Torito, which is quite good. The decor in there didn't change probably for about forty years. No, it didn't. Up until until they made it the uh, the Brazilian steakhouse place. Right. Which was basically still owned by the same family. Yeah, but they re- they redid the inside. Yeah, I haven't been in there. So what's the is it the, have you been in the Mexican restaurant? Yeah, there? it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's a regional chain, but it's actually uh, quite tasty. I like it. I didn't know it was a chain. I didn't know there was other restaurants. I think they got like two other. Oh, uh, kind of like uh, what's the other place there? And uh, I mean, it's like a, it's like a chain like like uh, like Max's would be. You know, it's like there's like a handful of. Uh, of restaurants in the in the chain, but it's right. not. It's not. You're thinking of like uh, Frontera. Yeah, Frontera. That's yeah. What it, why can't I think of names this morning? Because you're exhausted, Steve. You're like me. You're 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 burning the candle at both ends. You had a late night last night. You expelled yeah. a lot of energy, and here you are. You barely slept, and you're uh, actually, you're barely getting by. Actually, I was only on stage for less than ten minutes. I didn't uh, really exert that much energy. You exerted plenty of it. You listen. You held a good deal of the show in your broad masculine shoulders. Is that what it was? Yes. I'm I'm carrying all you uh, you sons of guns out here tonight. That's, I'm telling you. You know, it's a it's a lot of emotional energy that's burned off. <clears throat> yeah, I, and I'm and I'm still burned from it all. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you're sleep deprived. Yeah, I, I, that's what I hate the most. I I have to go to bed at like seven thirty. In order to get a good night's sleep, to get up and do this yeah. every day. When I don't fall asleep until like midnight or 12.30, that's not good for anybody. I'm in bed by 8 o'clock. I may not be asleep by 8 o'clock, but I'm at least in bed and you know beginning the process of falling asleep. Last night, I get into, into bed till 10. That may not seem like much to most people, but you didn't wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, did you? You got home that quick? Yeah. It ended at 9.45. And you got home by ten? Well, all right, like maybe like uh, ten like fifteen. Ten fifteen, say. maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got home about ten forty by the time I got home. Yeah, we took the scenic route right up, uh, right up State Street. Oh, oh my it's God. beautiful this you, time of year at night. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, I love it. I love uh, watching people just uh, you know jump out. You got to watch out for the deer out there. You can't see them. They jump right out in the middle of the road. Actually, I did see uh, an elderly woman, and I don't know how she did this and survived. She decided to cross the street just as an ambulance was uh, cr- going down the street on State on State Street. Oh, that's always a good idea to do. Yeah, the uh, the ambulance I don't think was too happy about that because he put his lights on as she's crossing. It's like, oh, I guess we shouldn't have done that here. Uh, Springfield mayoral candidate Justin Hurst held a news conference uh, Thursday morning to address what he calls Mayor Sarno's false accusations in the mayoral race. In a news release sent to 22 News, Hearst's campaign said Sarno's, quote, attempt to steal the election will not go unnoticed. The uh, release did, did not describe what the accusations were. Springfield solicitor John Payne uh, said that the city has asked the Hamden DA's office to investigate the claims of voter fraud. According to an affidavit obtained by 22 News, an elections office employee witnessed a man hand $10 to a person who had just voted. Election officials also say they witnessed people who had just voted getting into a car driven by candidate Justin Hurst. The affidavit says multiple people who were voting on Saturday asked the election office employees for $10 payments. Election employees inform voters that the city does not pay people to vote. Well, they should. Well, no, actually, they shouldn't. Why not? Because that would be election fraud. Oh, come on. 
Mayor Sarno, uh, for his part, said that these uh, serious alle- these are serious allegations and they are upsetting to him. He released the following statement. Oh, fuck! With the $10 and the fish dinners, what the hell is going on around here? <laughs> My election commissioner, that Gladys Saloya Lopez, Saturday, October 28th, she reports suspicious activity during the early voting to our office. We immediately referred her to the city solicitor, Judge John Payne. You know why? Why? Because he brings the pain. And right. he will bring pain to anybody who's doing election fraud in this city. These allegations are very serious and upsetting to me. Voting is a sacred trust and should be treated as such. The integrity of our elections must be protected. This is a legal matter which has been reported to the proper authorities by Solicitor Judge Payne. I will have no further comment at this time, but I don't need to. I can just look at you and you know what I'm thinking. Now, um, Justin Hurst gave this this, uh, press conference on Parker Street, right? Yeah. Did he do it by Juicy Seafood? No, I believe it's the Golden Corral. They have a nice seafood special on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, it's right next door. Swordfish, yeah. Yeah, no, given really... given the choice, I mean, I don't even know which one. I've never been to Juicy Seafood. What about a shark steak? You ever had a shark steak? I have had a shark steak. Is that considered a fish dinner, or is that more of a? Uh... Well, a shark is a shark. I mean, it's, it's basically a fish. It's not a whale, you know. Not a, like a. Is it a mammal? I don't believe a shark is a mammal. I don't know. I believe it's a big fish. I climbed upon the great fish. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, he was giving out the uh, the Golden Corral uh, coupons. I do like a good fish and chips dinner. I got to tell you, I yeah. do love that. Listen, uh, this election fraud stuff is uh, bananas, which is one of the items you can get at this Golden Corral gift card that I'm handing out to everybody here. Bananas? They serve healthy food at a Golden Corral? I'm sure there's bananas in something there. Actually, you ever been to the Golden Corral and seen a crowd? That's bananas. That is yeah, bananas. A yeah. lot of bananas. You see, you see a guy with like five plates on a tray? That's bananas. That's the one you got to watch out for. Uh, there has been an uptick in car break-ins in the city of Springfield. Several uh, cities and towns have seen an increase in people breaking into cars over the last year. And two car brands continue to see those problems. A lack of engine immobilizers and a social media challenge are contributing to stolen Hyundais and Kias in Springfield. Videos on TikTok and other social media uh, are showing how to steal those cars without push-button ignitions or anti-theft devices. Well, like we talked about a couple days ago, we, we talked about this story. You know, both those uh, Kias and uh, what do you say? Uh, Hyundais. Well, see, now they're both highly rated fuel-efficient vehicles. I, uh, you know, If you're going to steal anything, those would be two models I would consider. I guess so, sure. Yeah, good reliability, a good fuel economy. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, Much more spacious than you might think. Yeah, I don't think that's their uh, promotion that they want you to steal those cars. I think no, but as but as a car thief... Yeah. You know, you don't want you don't want to you don't want to steal a car that's going to you know, eat a bu- uh, you know, eat, eat a bunch of gas. You you want something that's you know the transmission is going to be solid. You don't have to bring it to the shop. That's the last thing you want to do if you steal a car. Bring it to the shop. Yeah, get the brakes checked. We'll do your 72-point inspection on your stolen vehicle. Yeah, right. That's what we do at the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge Auto Shop. (laughs) You bring it into the auto shop, and those kids, uh, they work on the vehicle, and then they tell you all the things that you need repaired, like a broken taillight. uh, That's part of your vocational program. Right. Uh, We can print you up brand-new inspection stickers and registration stickers right here in the 3D printer center over in the the computer department. We're not like a registry of motor vehicles, but we could be for a price. 
Yes, anything is possible for the right amount of money. Wink, wink. Yeah, we could we could get you registered, yeah. or we could get you to vote. That's your uh, that's your tuition. It's how much you're willing to pay for your success. Uh, let's see. Sitgo gas station owner Safdar Adham on Karoo Street worries about his customer's safety after seeing car break-ins near his property. Supposed to give us protection, a lot of people, you know. Everybody complaining. They come in my store to buy something, they're complaining. My glass broke or something. So it's supposed to be a good protection in this area, expressed Adhim. The uh, Springfield police are uh, reminding residents to lock their car doors and never leave anything valuable inside. Well, there you go. Thanks for your hard work and police work. That's good advice, though. Hey, uh, any advice from a cop? Yeah, lock your cars. <laughs> Thanks so much. Appreciate the. I'll be back with the pizza. I appreciate that hard hitting advice. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be sunny with a high of, uh, well, let's see, 53, I think. Did I say that? Is that what I said? Earlier? Yeah, it's close. 55, 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Do you enjoy being part of Rock at 747 and Joan Jett with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102? Sunny with a high of 55 today. Sunny with a high of 59 tomorrow. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Aaron Weber is going to be in Albany tonight at the Funny Bone. Uh, tonight and tomorrow night, and then the following week on the 10th and 11th, he'll be at the Stress Factory in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Very, very funny guy. And he's on the phone with us right now. It's uh, Aaron Weber. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? All right. We're doing pretty good. You got, uh, you're got you with Nate uh, Bargatze on the uh, on his podcast every week, aren't you? I am, yeah, every week. So it's been a, it's been a big couple weeks for Nate, for sure. So that's been, that's been fun to watch him hosting Saturday Night Live this past weekend so it's been yeah it's been pretty special to to bend in his orbit recently. now does uh does the dude give you like tickets or a backstage pass over there or are you uh at that point uh you know in the background for for saturday night live or yeah for show? saturday night live oh no you know dude it was uh i was actually out of the country while this was happening i had to live stream it from uh from a hotel in Argentina uh, at a, okay. a wedding down there unfortunately right. but no no i would have loved to have just been there just in the mix. All know? right, so you had a good alibi. Okay, well that's you know, that's yeah, right, that's right. okay. <laughs> hey, you're uh, you're coming to uh, Albany, New York this this weekend, uh, which is not too far. Right. From here, uh, yeah, that's, the, not, that's y'all's neck of the woods, right? Yeah, it's about, but, about, about sixty minutes away. It's yeah, not too far. Not too far at all. Okay. All right. Well, that's a big ass to ask people to come all but an hour, but maybe we'll see. It's not too bad a drive. Where else are you going to go? But well, I, the next week you're in Bridgeport. Ugh, sorry, <laughs> well, that's man. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a, Albany's an easier sell than Bridgeport. I understand that. So, uh, yeah, Bridgeport is. Um, man, it's not. That's not the part of Connecticut that Connecticut tells the world about. No, it, it's it's you kind of. I mean, they they basically tell you we'll still be here when you come back. That's that's <laughs> that's what Bridgeport is all about. Yeah, but in my head, I had this this image of Connecticut, and I you know like what's in the brochure for Connecticut? It's like rich houses on the beach, kind of or whatever. And Bridgeport is kind of not that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I learned the hard way. It's it's pretty different up there. But you know, hey, I'm excited to be back. I'll be there in a couple weeks. I'm yeah. gonna trash it too much. Yeah, you know, you, you are right. You drive up ninety five. You're like money, 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 money. Whoa, what is this going on here? What happened? What happened in Bridgeport? Things are looking so yeah. good here. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. But Albany's nice. I've been to Albany before. That's pretty close. Yeah, sure. Albany's great. Now you're you're originally uh, you're originally from Nashville, right? Orig- originally from Alabama, but I, I've lived in Nashville now for half my life. So yeah, I say I'm from here. I don't really know what if I'm allowed to say that yet. But yeah, I'm I'm a Nashville guy. I think if you get like at least ten years into a place and you're not going anywhere for a while, you can say I'm from oh, here. Yeah, if they're not chasing, right. if they're not chasing after you with like uh, you know pitchforks and torches, <laughs> I think I think you can say, yeah, this is my hometown. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's my hometown. That's where I'm from. Uh, and you got, uh, I'm looking at the other stuff you you got going on here. We're we're just kind of blindly doing this interview. I just <laughs> no, I, I understand. Just, I just want to let you know. That. Yeah, we, we don't prepare for anything. At all, no, We're that's just not the that's, most unprepared people. Well, you knew about uh, Nick Bargatze. You knew that. You knew that. That's good. Well, I I did uh, because that was the first thing that popped up on the press release <laughs> that was sent to me. So, I, well, I'm not guys, trying to insult. Both, I'm not trying to insult. You're both you. doing great. Oh, okay, great. You're both doing great. Oh, thank uh, you. Aaron. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we we just started this job yesterday. No, so. we didn't start this <laughs> job. We talked several decades for crying out loud. But uh, but uh-huh. but you obviously you you're, you've been touring with a, you know, a a lot of people doing stuff. I mean things are things are are doing good for you right now. Yeah, so so I've been uh, opening for some comedians all over the country. I've had a, a handful of people who were nice enough to bring me around and let me do their their big shows at theaters or arenas. The last couple of years, my focus has been, you know, I want to do my own shows. I want to be the headliner. So what that means is. I'm doing considerably smaller shows all over the country in places like <laughs> Albany and Bridgeport. So the last couple of years, I'm trying to build up my own thing, headline these clubs on my own. So like Albany's a good example. I've been to Albany several times opening for other comedians, but this will be my first time this weekend where I'm the one trying to sell tickets. I'm the headliner. There you so go. the big step for me, I'm excited to be back there and uh, they're all going to be great shows. Bridgeport too. Uh, now, you, you know, the Brit. I think the Bridgeport show might might make or break my career. So I'm uh, it so could I'm be excited about <laughs> it's but, it's ruined careers in the past. I mean, <laughs> that's how important it could be. But but are you trying to make enough money to pay Notre Dame back? Oh man, I don't know if I can do that. T- tell tell me about that. You you obviously went there, so tell me about why you owe them money. Well, I took out a, a lot of loans to yeah. be able to go there, and uh, it is. Uh, it's tough sledding paying it back, but I, I made a promise to Notre Dame, and I made a promise to myself that I will not pay them back until they win a national championship game. They'll oh, oh. be, uh, be on the on the hook for that for a long, long time. Well, <laughs> let's hope not, right? I, I thought earlier this year, I thought this might be the year, but now it looks like you know I'm going to be good to not pay them back for a while. Years ago, I, I went to years ago I went to a, a Boston College football game in South Bend. And uh, and we never made it into the game until like the very final minutes of the game because we were too busy getting loaded in the parking lot. What a great place to see a football game is that Notre Dame yeah. parking lot. Yeah, you just described my entire football season senior year. Oh man, right Drun- there. drunken was, Catholics uh, as far the as the eye could I mean, see. It's like you kind of look up and you're like, oh, the game started. We got to. <laughs> we we should probably pay attention. My senior year. When you buy student tickets, it's like at the time it was like $250 to buy tickets to all the home games. So my senior year, I spent the money on other things, I'll say, (laughs) and did not buy tickets in time. But I was able to go to every single game because I just waited for a friend of mine to pass out 
before the game, and I just take their tickets. And that's, that's how I went to every game. I just <laughs> you're a I just waited on a buddy to to completely pass out. That so you know there are ways to get in the game without buying tickets. What I found that's that. a genius idea. I mean, how oh, yeah. how many of us have friends that uh, you know are going to like overdo it before oh. any kind of event, and uh, that's taking advantage. That's a you're a good friend. <laughs> Thanks, man. Now yeah. was I forcing it on them a little bit to make sure they pass yeah. out? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I was around. Yeah, what are you doing with yeah. this Everclear here, there, buddy? Well, yeah, right, right, right. Aaron, Aaron brought the Everclear and the uh, the hazmat yeah. sticker that goes on the outside that says flammable. Oh, look, Aaron's got whippets this week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me refill y'all's drink real quick. Let's have a good time today, you know. Yeah. Now, now we're we're a little suspicious of you uh, having the Bill Cosby be your mentor <laughs> through your comedy career. Oh, yeah, geez. yeah I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's a mentor of mine. Just a close personal. Friend. Oh, close yeah, personal well, of course, you, you probably hang out in different circles. But nevertheless, you're going to be at, uh, at Bridgeport. Uh, it's a uh, uh, well, actually, Albany this weekend. Bridgeport the following weekend at the Funny Bone and the Stress Factory. Aaron, it's great to talk to you. We best. We wish you best of luck. Hey, thanks so much, y'all. I appreciate it. Y'all you bet. Aaron Weber with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 909 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 55 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live! Two nine three one zero two one. That's the number to call for open line Friday. Again, let's uh, set some rules here. Uh, keep your profanity off this show. There's other shows that uh, that appreciate it. We don't. And keep your hate speech to yourself. By the way, a little update. Uh, we were talking about shark steak before. Yeah. Billy the Trash Man says shark steak is an appetizer over a Golden Corral. Why am I not surprised that Billy the Trash Man knows that shark steak is served at the Golden Corral? I don't want to say this, but uh, he seems like the kind of guy that has like a frequent shopper card well i mean like a like a diners club card at the uh, at the golden corral yeah but i'm wondering is it because he picks up the dumpster behind the golden corral and knows that they have shark steak available <laughs> or does he go there and say oh they do serve shark steak here uh, all right the, the phones are blowing up let's see what we got here rock 102 good morning who's this hello hi who's this hi this is justin hey justin what's up much. All right. Well, thanks very well, much thanks, for the call. Uh, Rock 102. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? Hey, this is Matt from Miller's Falls. Hey, Matt. What's up? Hey, I'd like to say you guys have a great show, but if you did a little bit more planning, I think you could have a way better show and not just throw it together. What are you talking about? This thing is a well-oiled machine over here. That was last week. You guys are giving yourself peace. I thought I'd add oh. to it. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we're, I always hard on, we're always hard on ourselves, but people seem to like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the hard part that people really enjoy. All right, well, thank you very oh, much. Fantastic. And, enjoy and, your weekend. And, and by the way, uh, somebody just pointed out, it's not 9.09 a.m., Bex. What did I say? You said 9.09. Did I mean that? Yeah, probably did. I probably meant 8.09. Yeah. My mistake. Well, ever. What are you going to do? Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Listen. You two, both of you, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh. Yesterday, I called, and you guys laughed at me at caller number nine. Do you guys think that was funny? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, actually, we actually is. do think it's funny. Mm-hmm. 
I thought it was pretty funny too. Goddamn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so this is what we do when we. Uh, well, we just kind of really started doing this now because we have this new system where we can both be in the studio. I don't have to leave the room now to take the winner. So then Bax yeah. starts going through the calls. Caller one, caller two, call you know all the way up. And when we get to number nine, we now both wait and go. Oh, oh man, that's, that's so close! Oh, God. 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 God dang! Now, does this give you any? Uh, any does this give you any repressed memories from yesterday when you wound up being a big fat stinky loser? Now I'm gonna jump off the bridge. Ah, there you go. <laughs> hey, you can get uh, ten bucks and a fish dinner downtown Springfield. Yeah. Okay. Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? This is David the plumber. Hey, David. What's oh, up? David the plumber, not uh, Vince the plumber. Uh, yeah. No, just David the plumber. Just wondering how's the flushing today. Yeah, the flushing is pretty good. It's uh, it's going in the uh, in the right direction. Do you have any shout outs right, to your no. plumber friends? No friends. No, <laughs> that's a, a true plumber, plumber has no fr- friends. Yeah, plumbers don't that's have friends. Right. That's right. And if they do, they're not very good plumbers. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All Take right, care, guys. thank you. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Peter. All right. What's up? Penis. That's all he has. That's to all you have to say. Yeah. Okay, all right. There you all go. Right. So now we know what's up. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? It's George from Agawam. Hey, George. What's up? Well, I got a dad joke, and then I have a request. All right. All right. Dad joke. The dad joke is as follows. What is the difference between a well-dressed man on a bicycle and a poorly dressed man on a unicycle? I don't know. What? A tire. Uh, a tire. I get it because it's got a bicycle. <laughs> One, two, t- I get it. And what's your request, sir? Well, um, as a person who listens to your show every day, faithfully, I'm a truck driver, I uh, would like to request that um, you guys no longer talk about inside jokes. I have no idea who is uh, a fan of pregnant women and, or do I care. Well, I got and a buddy who's into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it may have been funny to you guys like the first time around, but as a listener, it's like, all right, change the subject. You're starting to sound like your old friend there who only talked about cops, casinos, and cancer. That's right. We changed it up. We started yeah. talking about pregnant chicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I know, I, I'm glad. I'd love to sit in the studio and, and, and hear the show between the show. Dude, but when you guys talk about that shit, it, it's just, oh yeah, 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 so yeah, well yeah, until yeah, the filthy know. word. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, boys. It's Vince the Plumber. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we just heard you have no friends. No, he's yeah. Got... What was up with that, dude? What, no, what? good plumbers no. always have good friends, good connections, good everything. We heard you have good friends. You're just not a good plumber. Dang, bro. Who the hell, man? Somebody right. put that out? That? That's not good. Yeah. Listen, That's I, not good, man. I'm, I'm, I, listen, I'm very, very disappointed. Listen, Vince, if I happen to blow yes. up my wax ring, I'd probably give you a call. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, Your number two is my number one, don't forget. Yeah, Vince knows how to rub my Johnny ring just the right way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And set oh, those yeah. bolts in place. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, Where's yeah. your list anyway. of sponsors today? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, definitely Plimpton and Hills. <laughs> So uh, my buddies at work, they wanted me to shout out to them. So Johnny, I'm shouting out to you. Kevin, I'm shouting out to you. Uh, Natalie and uh, Richie. Let's see, Jeff, Grandpa, everybody else. And uh, definitely Plimpton, my boy Derek over there. Uh, Keith, Jason, 
Everybody. All right. Yeah. Good enough. Let me ask you a plumber question real yeah. quick because I have a, Go ahead. I have a question. Go ahead. So, like the toilet, we're talking about the wax ring, the Johnny ring there at the bottom of the toilet. Yes, sir. Yes, now, sir. Now, now, they make these other ones where you can just stick them on the bottom and then the piece of pipe just goes right, fits right into the hole. Which do you think is better? Would you rather have the wax seal ring or would you rather have the little stick on cup on the bottom of it? I'm still old school, man. Been doing this for 20 years, so I definitely go with the wax rings. Yeah, Always but then you got to scrape rings, that off sure. when you got to replace the toilet. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? They don't dry out. There's the other side. Listen so to you. Those plastic, hold on, Vince. stuff like hold, that. Hold on, Vince. Listen to you. You're talking about changing, a, you know, fixing a toilet, and yeah. you're worried about a little wax. Have you ever seen what goes into those toilets? Uh, yeah. Oh, wax is the least well, of your hey, problems. You know, I'm just asking. Just asking for some friends. <laughs> All right, Vince. We got other calls here. Have Thanks. a great weekend, guys. You Thanks. too. All right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Shaq. What's up, Jack? Shaq. 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 Nigel, I, I got to take your side on this one. I got a little bone to pick with Bax. All right. Oh, Jesus. Okay. He's got a now, little bone to you? pick, too, if you know what I'm saying. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So, Bax has this market to do education, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and he... Any any picks on you, Nagel? When now, of course, you do it on purpose. This is the difference when you say debris. Yeah. When you're right. doing one of your debris, yeah. yeah well, yeah. backs. Yes. Backs. I've yeah. been listening to you for a very long time. Yes. I'm nearly your age. Okay. The way the way to say business is business. There's an S in it. It's there is no business. Yeah, you, you say get it? business. There's no business. When they say that, you always say that business. 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 Yeah. Business. You're not supposed to say that. So That's anyway. not the right way to say the word. <sighs> well, thank you so much for taking my side. I feel I, like I have uh, allies. Now. Yeah. So this is so you've been splitting this hair for a good long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right. Well, listen. You have yourself a but good. But I got it off my chest. Now. I'm so glad you got that off your chest. Yeah. So did his little bony pick too. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. Uh, this is Michael from Greenfield. Hey, Michael. What's up? Uh, I have a confession to make to Banks and O'Brien. Uh, well, well, that show is no longer on the air. Do you have a confession to make to Banks and Nagel? Banks and Nagel, yeah, yeah, I do. What do you got? I, I nearly killed Bill Cosby. How'd you do that? Uh, it was about 20 years ago. I had a paper route, and I it was a motor route, and I used to drive past his house. The speed limit is 25 miles an hour. I was rolling by at about 50, and it was about 3 a.m., and um, the gentleman in a velour track suit came running across the street. I had to slam on my brake, slid my truck sideways. He ended up walking behind me. I looked in my rearview mirror, and it was it was Bill Cosby. And I was telling people years later that, oh, my God, I nearly killed Bill Cosby. I would be in so much trouble. The, the whole world would hate me. Well, yeah, at the time, but now. (laughs) Now you could almost get, now they wouldn't be so upset about it. 25 years later, they're like, oh, my God, you would have, like, saved so many different people problems. Yeah, there are probably people out there wishing he would get hit by a car. You would have been a hero. All right. Well, listen. Uh, uh, you were like it's it's like those uh, those jocks in high school who are one knee injury away from making the Red Sox. You know, <laughs> it's so close and yeah, yet so, so close. yet Always so far. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Is this? Good morning. 
Good morning. This is Steve from East Stampton. Hello, Steve. Hey, this is home of the uh, crazy ladies uh, in yeah. our town here. Okay. Don't forget to vote this coming Tuesday. Get those uh, ladies out of there. Yeah, the school committee, isn't it, the vote uh, coming up Tuesday? Yes, it is. So we got to right. do our due diligence and uh, put one foot in front of the other and uh, do what's right. Now, has anybody offered like $10 and a fish dinner up there to start voting for certain people? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Now you guys got to East Hampton's got to get on the ball. No, they're serving microaggressions. <laughs> yes, a micro. Yeah. All right. Thank so. you very much. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank All you. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Bill from Central Connecticut down in Southington. Hey, Bill. What's up? Hey, you guys got a great show. And I was just uh, wondering, I got a question. Uh, the other day you guys were talking about the Mandela effect, and I couldn't remember what it was, what Christmas song that you guys were talking oh, about. Oh, it was, uh, oh, man, now I can't remember. It was, um, um, oh, uh, was it Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? Was it that one? Um, was, it, was it that? I'll be, ho- I'll be I, home I, for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas? Yeah. yeah. We, okay. I, yeah, I'll be home for Christmas, and I thought the next line was, you can count on me, but that was not, a, no, that was not it, it. it was something else. Yeah, 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 yep, that's right. it. Okay, well, you, well, you fellas, can Google it and find show. the answer. All, All right, right well, thanks. thank you. All right, let's take a couple more here. Rock 102, good morning, nobody, who's this? Nobody from the show last night. I know. Morning, it's Big Al from Agawam. Hey, Al, Big Al, what's up? Did you go to the up? show last night? Is this, is it, did I go to the show last night? Yeah. No, I didn't go. Oh. Ah, Jesus, that's too bad. What's up, Al? Hey, Al, uh, I was just wondering, back, you ever try uh, sweet relish on grilled cheese? Dude, I don't like sweet relish. I'm a dill relish fan. I will go out of my way to look for the dill relish. All right, try try dill relish. The next time you bite All into right. that relish, cheesy goodness, I want you to think of Big Al from Agawam. Okay, I'll do it. All right. If it, when, it, when push comes to shove, you know how I am about grilled cheese sandwiches. I know. You, you are the master at the grilled cheese. Oh, you know, just you wait. You're 17 days away yeah. when you from think, finding out more. When you think dill in your mouth, think Big Al. <laughs> and, and Steve Nagel also. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. right. Well, you well, go. got a full size gherkin over there. All right. Well, thank you very oh, much. Oh my god. All right, All right brother. Take you care. Right. Bet, uh, Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Chris. Long time listener, first time caller. How you doing? Good, Good man. Chris. How are you? Did you go to the show last night? No, he hung up. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? This is Nicole. Hey, Nicole. I just wanted to say the show was phenomenal last night. You guys did a great job. Oh, well, there thank you go. You. We finally have somebody that awesome. uh, you weren't offended by any of the material. Oh my god, I laughed so hard. I don't think I've laughed that long, that hard in a long time. And my mascara is running. I look like a mess, but it was oh. absolutely hilarious. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked. I'm glad you liked the show. Yep. So thank you so much. Loved it. Well, thanks for coming out and supporting the uh, open pantry. All right. See you later. All right. There you go. See, there you go. Somebody call and and, uh, not complain about Uh, the show. Take another one? Of course. What are we doing? I don't know. got nothing else going on. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, guys. It's Dad Joke Chet from Bomber. Hey, Hey, Dad Joke Chet. There you go. There you go. What's what's up, Dad Joke Chet? You know, Bomber with the town motto is uh, could be worse, could be where. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I like that. I got a couple here for you. All right. We're ready. Let's go. All right. uh, Weekend's almost here, and you know, Sundays are always a little bit sad, but the day before is a Saturday. Oh, oh a Saturday. Saturday. I, I like you. that. All right, yeah. Pal. All right, we're going. 
it's also getting a little cold outside. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. But uh, yesterday, my daughter said, Dad, I'm cold. And I told her to go stand in the corner. It's 90 degrees. Ah, I get it. It's an angle. angle. <laughs> I get you. Yeah, yeah. 45 on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Last one. Yeah, okay. uh, remember when plastic surgery was taboo? Yeah. yeah. Now, if you mention Botox, nobody even raises an eyebrow. Oh, yeah, because they can't get Oh, man. <laughs> See, that was a thank nice. Thank you very much, guys. Oh, thank yeah, you. Don't call me Chet. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Look at that. Very successful. Oh, okay, yeah. We, we only had one compliment from the show last There's only one person who went. There was 200-and-something people there. I don't know. Where were all those folks? They're, they're probably sleeping in. <laughs> Which we were, too. Right. Day 24 on Rock 102. It's uh, 827. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Tonight, I'm going to be at the uh, Mighty Oktoberfest of the Student Prince from 5.30 to 7.30. We'll be tapping the keg. We'll be introducing trailer trash. It's going to be a nonstop uh, good time with uh, with beer, uh, brats, burgers, uh, and so much more. Uh, it's tonight, 5.30 to 7.30 at the Mighty Oktoberfest from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I'm just reading this story here about uh, some North American bird names. Are no longer gonna fly. Get it? Oh so yeah, right. We'll play on words. Uh, sports teams, uh, mascots, school names, street titles. The country finds itself in the midst of a reckoning, an effort to confront its past and chart a more accepting course for the future. One of the latest areas of focus: bird names. The Cooper's hawk, the Townsend's warbler, and the Bachman's sparrow are all examples of birds named after someone. They're also the very names a new movement is trying to change. According to the new initiative uh, called Bird Names for Birds, such names represent and remember people who, quote, often have objectively horrible pasts. Oh they my uh, God. owned slaves, took land from indigenous tribes, or advocated for white supremacy, said Jordan Rudder, co-founder of the group. Okay. I, I Listen, I, I get it, but these people were the ones that did discover the bird. Mm -hmm. That's why they were named after the bird. It wasn't like, <clears throat> oh, you know what? We're going to name this bird after, what the hell did I say his name? Uh, the Bachman Sparrow. Yeah. You know why? Because Bachman's the best racist we got around here. Listen. That's not why they named it after him. <laughs> no. They named it after him because he found the bird. Nobody said, uh, yeah, what are your personal dealings that you got going on here? Well, remember when uh, they uh, they changed the name of the uh, of uh, the Lord Jeffrey Inn because uh, Lord Jeffrey Amherst, uh, yeah. you know, apparently stained a bunch of uh, blankets with smallpox and then gave them to the Native yeah, Americans. Right. Well, okay. Uh, Lord Jeffrey may have been a jerk, but not all the time. I'm sure he had some good points too. Yeah, you know, or you know, he may have had a good sense of humor, or uh, maybe he was generous and. In some other way. Maybe it was handy. Uh, you know, it could build things. Well, he was always on time picking up his kids with shared custody on, uh, you know, in the wagon on Fridays at the inn at Boltwood. Right, right. It's, hey, you know what? One day this, this restaurant's going to be named after me. Yeah. And, and then it was. And then uh, they had to go back to the inn at Boltwood after he died. And they realized <laughs> they, what a jerk he was. They took it away from him. What are you going to do? Change the, change the whole name of the town? I don't think so. It would be impossible to do at this point. I just... I get. I mean, I, I I understand that there are people who have done horrible things in this world, right? Yes, but I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that the uh, the Cooper's Hawk or the Townsend Townsend's mm -hmm. Warbler were named after people 
who had shady past to them, nor do I even care. Well, I mean, we've all done shady things here and there, right? I mean, uh, I know you have. I assume I've probably been accused of shady things. (coughs) I guess. But my point is, how offended are you getting? Like, is there really a group of ornithological, what do they call them? Ornithological. Ornithological, yeah, but the ists. Ornithologists? Ornithologists? Sure. The bird people. Yeah. Are there a watchers. group of those bird people going out there going, you know what? This bird watching is really, really calm. But there's so many racial connotations to this whole activity that uh, we got to change things around <laughs> here. Is this is this like the real important thing that we need to do? I don't know what kind of outrages exist in the bird watching world. I just yeah. I just don't really know. But Me- I would assume there's a couple of people out there just completely indignant that I will not be looking at these nuthatches any any further. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the Bachman sparrows getting a new name, and uh, the cockatoo still walking around all full of them. That's the one I'm offended by. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You ever have a cockatoo? <laughs> or a cockatree no, or a cockatoo? No, no, yeah, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, only had one. Only one. One oh. at a time. That's uh, that's it. How about a swallow? Have you ever had a swallow? <laughs> now, see, these are things that are offensive to me. If you, and don't get me started on a titmouse. Now yeah, we've got a real problem. Yeah. Now, if it was called a, ta- a, ta- a Townsend Swallower, a swallow... A Townsend Swallow. That was a real popular gal back then. <laughs> Do you think anybody, all these bird people would be like, oh, man, she was hot. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this about her. Yeah. You, you but know, everyone's talking about you, it. You know Betty Townsend? She's a swallow. That's yeah, <laughs> that's what she is. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your... 834. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. The final newscast of the week by brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. And week is spelled W-E-A-K. The <laughs> final newscast by the week. Yeah. For the week. We're so tired. We That's, are. You know, I mean, I know that uh, you think, well, I mean, you, you only did like five minutes of work last night. No, no. We stuck around to the very end Listen, and it, and it, and it put us in, in, in an exhausting position. Even during the Mayflower Marathon, we get a decent amount of rest. We get some between, downtime. In between, uh, you know, the time we need to be on the air. This yes. is different. It's different when you're out late, then you have to go home, then you have to still unwind once you get home. It's uh, it's not... Uh, it's, not the lifestyle you kids think it is. No. <laughs> Not the rock star lifestyle that people uh, dream of. Hey, there's some uh, there's some broadcasting student out there going, oh, man, they must get all the old Deerfield Craft Fair tickets they want. That's such a cool job. It must be so cool to play the songs that you want to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You mean somebody else wants to listen to. <laughs> Like, for example, there's a Van Halen song coming up very soon. That's the one I would have picked. We never picked. Which one is it? Uh, right now. Oh, oh, right now. Yeah, I yeah. would never have picked, uh, you know, everybody wants some or, uh, yeah, what have you. Uh, Springfield mayoral candidate Justin Hurst held a news conference Thursday morning to address what he calls Mayor Dom Dom's false accusations in the mayoral race. In a news release sent to 22 News, Hurst's campaign said uh, Dom Dom's, quote, Attempt to steal the election will not go unnoticed. He released did not describe what those accusations were. 
Springfield solicitor John Payne said that the city has asked the Hamden DA's office to investigate the claims of voter fraud. According to an affidavit obtained by 22 News, an elections office employee uh, witnessed a man hand $10 to a person who had just voted. Election officials also say they witnessed people who had just voted getting into a car driven by candidate Justin Hurst. Now, these are just accusations. There's nothing uh, proven yet. Right. That, uh, that anything happened if, yeah. there, if there was. I mean, there's a video, but uh, yeah, you, know, you can't uh, judge everything by a video. There's a video of a guy handing out $10 bills to people who uh, voted, and then they get their little I voted sticker and uh, a promise of a fish dinner. Where? With very few details about the fish dinner. I really want to know about the fish dinner. That's what I'm really... I mean, is uh, it like a like a baked uh, fish dinner? Is it uh, fish and chips? I uh, like fish and chips. Uh, yeah, I like fish and chips, too. I do. I wouldn't mind fish and chips right now, in fact. No, I'm not in the mood for fish and chips right now. What are you in the mood for? Nothing, really. Nothing? No, I, I, I just I don't want to uh, eat anything. I don't... I don't uh, I don't need to make myself sick right now. I feel like I would be sick if I ate something. Really? Yeah. You're like you're that tired. Yes. Is it the exhaustion that's doing to you? I don't know if I'm that tired. I don't know what it is. It's just it's like I got that floaty punch drunk feeling. Mm. You know? Because you know when I go home today, I'm going to eat something. But I don't know what it's going to be. But I'm going to rip into something. Well, I got to eat. I got to do a workout at some point. I need to do that. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not, uh, I'm not ruining my day with something like that. No, I'm, I'm see, getting. That... I'm going to spend the entire day getting ready for Oktoberfest at the Student Prince, which is why you should be doing a workout to get prepared for that sledgehammer thing. It's not that. Uh, it's not that hard to do. It's not like a big sledgehammer. It's like a mallet. It's a pretty big sledgehammer, isn't it's it? A, no, it's just a handheld mallet. Something I, you could get uh, for less than fifteen bucks at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I thought it was like a big pickaxe. It's, uh, no, fly right into the side of it. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a miniature keg. It's not even a full size keg. Wow, that's. Uh, I thought it. Why am I? This is my. Uh, what do we call that Mandela effect? Yeah, you're thinking. The last of, time I was there, I thought it was this giant keg and this uh, big giant pickaxe. And uh, no, no, no. Maybe I was drinking too much of the beer before I maybe saw you, that maybe, happen. Maybe you were, and think, things in the road were larger than they appear. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, continued concerns over children's commutes to class. Who wants to be stressed going to school? Said Yasina Ramos. Western Mass News is hearing from Springfield parents about the daily bus delays uh, their students face uh, heading to and from class. Uh, so she was was she saying it like as a game? Who wants to be stressed before going to school? Or did she say it? Who wants to be stressed before going to school? It's a good question. Uh, Yasina Ramosa's 13-year-old heads across the city every day to make it to Kylie Middle School, but it's becoming more common she gets there after the bell has already rung. Our family says sometimes the bus doesn't even reach her until 30 to 45 minutes after it's initially supposed to be there. My other son doesn't have a bus, so I have to bring him every day to high school, and he's late because this bus is late. And if the bus never comes, I have to go all the way to Kylie and then bring her and then and come all the way down and go to SciTech. And, you know, it's inconvenient. If they're not in school, they're missing quality time with their teachers and learning. Yeah, said Ramos. And uh, and it's the same way for pickup, too. The bus is usually supposed to be here around 3 to 3.30 to 3.40, but it comes at 5 or 6 o'clock. Huh? Are you kidding me? It comes an hour and a half later, almost two hours later? I don't know. I don't to know. drop a kid off from school? That's, that seems... That's crazy. 
outrageous. Uh, for Rhonda Latney's granddaughter, it's a similar story. I was surprised to find out from my granddaughter that a bus stop's is, a schedule is for 6.45. At times, it would be anywhere from an hour, half hour to the latest 45 minutes waiting for the bus to pick her up. And by the time the bus came to pick her up, she was cold, exposed to the elements, and she was frightened because it was her and one other person. The former Springfield bus driver says that when she drove those buses in the late 80s and the 90s, uh, you had monitors on the bus. You had a flux of drivers. There was never an issue of wanting to work for the, work for the company because the hours were good for parents. So I guess there's just a lack of people. I guess lack of. Uh, but are you, are you doing? Are you doing like a? I mean, how many kids are you squeezing on the bus at that point? Uh, I don't know because routes are not normally that far spread out unless you live in a real rural town, right? Yeah. Azel Kavan from the uh, Springfield Public Schools says, we've been in constant communication with First Student, the transportation company, and we know that they're doing all they can, but the truth is it's unacceptable for us and our families. We've actually begun to implement fines against First Student for lateness. First Student provided a statement to Western Mass News and said to the nationwide driver shortage, which uh, started earlier mm. this year, uh, depending on daily staffing levels, we are just having to adjust some bus routes. While this can cause delays, it enables us to provide transportation to all students. We continue to actively recruit, hire, and train new drivers in Springfield. We currently have 18 candidates in various stages of training and yada, yada, yada. Your kid's not getting to school on time. <laughs> That's basically what yeah. they just said. My, my kids never took a bus because of the hours I have. I mean, I was always able to pick them up. Uh. Yeah, mine, yeah. mine either. We we live close enough to a school that uh, they can walk to it. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean so yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah, my kids went to East Law Meadow, and you know what am I doing in the, in the middle of the day? I Nothing. When my kids were uh, were younger, they were like, "Oh, we want to ride the bus," and I'm like, "Why?" Like, yeah, I just remember we I had like an hour and twenty minute ride to school every day. Right. But that was in a rural town too. That's the difference between these buses and Springfield. I was like one of the first kids picked up on the bus route on the way to school yeah. and one of the first kids dropped off just yeah. because of the proximity we had oh, so you to were the school late. Yeah. Early so, and late. Yeah. So it was always like, uh, you know, I, I didn't really enjoy yeah. the bus time. I didn't, I didn't really uh, get a whole lot out of it. And I know that there's always a kind of a, like a social pecking order yeah. on a bus, no matter how you try to avoid it, it's just natural. And it's like, you know, some kids are traumatized by the things that happen to them on a school bus. I hated riding the bus. Yeah. Some kid cut me with a razor blade once. On the bus? Yeah, because he wanted me to give up my headphones. I had what? headphones on a Walkman. Yeah, he had a razor blade, and he uh, cut my arm with the razor blade, and said, "If uh, I'm going to cut your throat if I don't, if you don't give me the headphones, so I can listen to the rest the rest of the ride." So I did, and yeah. he, uh, he took the headphones, and I was uh, I didn't I never told anybody that never told anybody this kid like cut me with a knife because I thought he was going to kill me. Was he bigger than you? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was an older kid. He was. Uh, yeah. You know, I was like in sixth grade, and he was like in ninth or tenth. Big bully. What's a tenth grade kid doing on the same bus with a sixth grade kid? I that seems a little weird, don't I, you think? I don't know. I don't know, man. I I listen. I I I saw those kinds of things, not with any blades, but I always saw yeah. like you know the older kids picking on the younger kids because they could because they were younger kids. But I was never one of those kids. I was never one of those uh, those bully types. Never one. Uh, no, I never bullied anybody. I never bullied. I was always the bully. 
I I occasionally uh, got yeah. uh, bullied, uh, bullied in my day. The, I got bullied all the time. Yeah, all the time. I got bullied when I was like the new kid in school. Yeah, yeah. we we had the it was like seventeen. It was a four room schoolhouse, right? Yeah, and uh, there were seventeen kids in the class, and there were five boys. Wow. And one of the boys uh, was a bully, and uh, thought that uh, I was a human punching bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, as it turns out, I was I was not. You and I have similar experiences. Yeah, well, in some yeah. ways, yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, uh, I got this uh, this issue, and I don't know if I should uh, talk about it now. Penicillin clears it up maybe almost every we time. Should, maybe we should take a break and then talk about it real quick. Sure. It's a, it's a, it's a consumer issue. Well, that's fine. A cybersecurity issue. Well, let's take a break and do All it. All right, let's do that. Let's. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 on the police with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It is currently 34 in downtown Springfield. Uh, by the way, uh, one little quick uh, call there from Marty Caproni. Oh, yeah. Who apologized for going on so long. What is he apologizing for? Well, because I gave him a light. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's usually like the five, you know, you got you five or ten minutes left kind of thing. And then 30 to 35 minutes later, he was done. So, but no, I mean, he puts on a great show. So it really, it doesn't really matter. The whole night was great. It, it wasn't like 35 extra minutes of uh, watching paint dry. No. You know what I mean? No. Uh, that, was some, that was some good quality comedy right there. Yeah, before you get into everything, uh, you know, the Mayflower Marathon is coming up on uh, November 20th at uh, MGM Springfield. And goes on till Wednesday, the twenty uh, second. Last night was a uh, was a fundraiser for the Open Pantry and the Mayflower Marathon. It was a great, great time. But we still need your help. We're gonna fill four four uh, large trailers of non perishable foods. We need your help to make that happen. We want to thank all of our sponsors ahead of time: Capital Moving and Storage, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, Affordable Waste Solutions, Armin Trucking, MGM Springfield, and many more. You get all the details at Rock102.com. You know, I consider myself fairly uh, safe when it comes to, like, online stuff. Sure. Vigilant. I'm very vigilant and making sure that my passwords are changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I always really appreciate the two-factor authentic- authentication sure. for something. So it's not making it so easy for somebody to just steal your password and break into your account for anything. And uh, one of the things when, when I got my when I got my house uh, back in 2019, I obviously applied for a mortgage and then got a mortgage through Wells Fargo, which is a pretty well known, you know, bank sure. uh, that holds a lot of mortgages and stuff. And then uh, every once in a while, those 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 companies will sell those mortgages to other brokers. You know, sure. Like somebody picks up the broker. I never really understood why they do that, but that's something. That's just the business. It's some rich guy business thing that I don't grasp, but whatever. They change the company, right? Yes. So they change it over to, uh, they sell it to this place called Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper Mortgage. Like, like banking with Mr. Cooper? Yeah. It's like, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, join, thanks for joining Mr. Cooper. And I'm like, why? This doesn't sound like a professional company, Mr. Cooper. Just seems kind of weird, right? Mr. Mr. Cooper Mortgage. Yeah. So then, uh, so I sign, you know, I transfer my information. I sign up on this thing, right? Yeah. And they tell you right when you get to the app, 
By the way, we're going to be doing away with uh, touch ID and face recognition uh, coming up soon for our app. So basically, it's just a username and a password that you're using to get into this financially secure website. Well, you can't supposedly. trust someone named Mr. Cooper. Who can you trust? Well, that's what I'm getting at. And and I was like, this is setting me up for a recipe for disaster. This is going to be, I don't trust a financial institution that doesn't do two-factor authentication. Whatever, authentication. Authentication. Right. I always have a problem with that. Understood. Authentication. Uh, like, I want to feel safe in that way. Even though I'm, you know, obviously any, you know, nothing's foolproof and somebody can always break into something. But right. Don't make it easy for them to do. Well, if you're not happy with your mortgage lender or whoever is uh, you know, you know, now handling your account, well, it doesn't re- remortgage your you know, re- well, refinance no. your house no. and go with someone you like. I got a great rate. It, that's not that's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting <clears throat> I don't care who I have to pay. I have to pay this thing as long as the terms were all the same and everything. Sure. But this was about more of you're not really taking care of my data. You're not really looking out for me. By having this wonky website. And uh, sure as sugar, yesterday, I get an email from Mr. Cooper himself, which is really just a team of people. Notice of cybersecurity incident. (laughs) On October 31st, Mr. Cooper became the target of a cybersecurity incident and took immediate steps to lock down our systems in order to keep your data safe. We are working to resolve the issue as quickly as possible. Rest assured... You will not incur any fees, penalties, or negative credit reporting related to late payments as we work to fix this issue. For updated information, we encourage you to visit yada, yada, yada. We value you as a customer, and we are truly sorry for any inconvenience or concern this may have caused you. If you had kept in the (laughs) protocols for the security, perhaps the data might not have been stolen. And and did they send you like a... Notice that they were getting rid of uh, two-factor identification? No, they just kept telling, every time you logged in on the app, they would tell you, you know, hey, by the way, we're doing away with this on August 31st or whatever. Let me ask you this. Don't you think if you were an identity thief or a hacker and you caught wind that there's a company that that is telling its clients we're doing away with this stuff, that that would open you up? immediately as a target, I would think that would be maybe the stupidest thing you could do. I think the stupidest thing comes in the response to one of their own questions that they've put on their website because I, I clicked that link. Uh, I'm sure it's safe. <laughs> click a link within yeah, the email you can't from trust Mr. Mr. Cooper. Cooper. Who can you trust? And they go through all these questions like, you know, was customer data breached? Uh, how will I know? They're saying they don't know if customer data was breached. That means your customer data was breached. When they say they don't know for sure, they know exactly what happened. Oh, we right? can't we can't tell at this moment. Uh, when will they return to normal operations? How do I make a payment while the system is down? Yada yada yada. And then the the one was, I'm a newly transferred customer. How will this impact me? Oh, well, first of all, welcome to Mr. Cooper. They're welcoming you to. Oh, but welcome to the crap show we call a a security system here that uh, has all your uh, data breached. Uh, the mortgage transfer process can be stressful at any time, and it's our goal to make it as seamless as possible. Then why did you take away the security measures to protect your customers from their data being breached? Uh, yeah. Mr. Cooper, you're fired! Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the story because it became a news story about their outage. Yeah. 
4.1 million customers. Yeah, yeah I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, again, that's how many customers they have. It does not necessarily mean that uh, you know, there was 4.1 million people whose data was breached. But if you don't have the simplest things to protect your company and, uh, and your clientele, I would think that 4.1 million people probably had a little bit of problem on their credit. You think I could sue them? Probably not. Um, well, I mean, they've they've been moderately transparent in the fact that they told you this was going to happen. We're so sorry. Who names their company? Mr. Cooper. Uh, that's Who what I'm does getting that? at. What is it, that? It seems like a scam, doesn't it? It seems like I'm being scammed. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, who's your mortgage? Uh, Chase Manhattan. Uh, what about yours? Wells Fargo. What about yours? Mr. Cooper. I mean, like, you know, naming your, uh, your, your, your child, your, your, your child's daycare is like, Uncle Freddie. You know, it's like you would yeah. never do that. It just creeps everybody out. Yeah, your mortgage company is Mr. Cooper. Yeah, okay. Sure. I, I picture this guy in, like, this big, fat, like, tuxedo business suit with suspenders smoking a big, fat cigar. Yeah, you can put your money right here. See, I'm thinking of a uh, comedian and actor. Uh, uh, oh, my God. What was his name? Mr. Cooper. Mi- uh, Mark, oh, Mark Curry. Curry. Mark Curry. That's yeah. who I'm thinking about. I, I was just telling you about how I gave Mark Curry a You're ride right. one yeah. time. Yeah, from yeah. the hotel in Hartford to another radio station in Hartford. <laughs> yeah. Just to give him a ride. It's, I'd rather be hanging with that Mr. Cooper than this Mr. Cooper any day. It's 8.59 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 